Well, hello there, and welcome back to the AFA podcast, the official podcast of animationforadults.com. This is episode 65, and it is our first episode of 2017. Our first episode, we've been off for a little while, sorry about that, but um, we're all here to talk this week about looking back at 2016, the films of, all the animation that came out last year, and taking a little look ahead to 2017 and see what's coming down the pipeline for us as we go along. I'm Chris, and I'm joined this week by, for the very first time, a full house of the <laughs> podcast crew. Never happened before, unbelievably. Uh, so, <laughs> so Rachel's here. Hi, Rachel. Hey, everybody. Happy New Year. Woohoo. <laughs> uh, Dan's here. Hi. How's it going? Well, thanks. Happy New Year to you all. Yes, indeed. <laughs> we can still say that, can't we? Even though it's like 20-something... It's the first no, this, show. Well, this is our yeah. first time saying it on the podcast, so... Yeah! Uh, mm-hmm. And Yvonne! Hello, Yvonne! Hello, hello! <laughs> and we are joined by a Jill... Well, not just a Jill. The Jill. The wow. best Jill. <laughs> yeah. Aw, thanks. There we go. Hi! Uh, yeah, full house for the first time. Woo-hoo. Yeah! It only took us over a year, but we finally uh, managed it. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, if you, listen, if you listen to the best of episodes, you get everyone, but it's in chunks. So they, <laughs> that was they, a really good edit, by the way. I'm just like, I'm just want to point that out right now. Just give snap major snaps for Chris for putting that all together, yes. especially that uh, that one last very uh, that one last clip of uh, Jill and I talking about uh, Pokemon Go because we originally had to leave Woo! that out due to uh, major technical reasons. But uh, hey, I'm so glad we were still able to get that in there because that was that was a fun conversation. That was. I just remembered that. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, so go back and listen. If you haven't, you should have a listen to our best of episode where you get to hear a bit of all our guest appearances from the last year and also some unheard material that you've never heard before. Mm. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I should listen um, to that. <laughs> well, it was the it was the, uh, po- the Pokemon Go bit that's never been released before. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> yes, and also... There might be some outtakes in there as well, I think. Yeah. Just a few. Just a few. Just, just a few. Gems. Oh boy. <laughs> and if you like listening, if you like listening to outtakes and unheard of material and stuff, you might like to become become a backer of us on Patreon and help us produce more episodes and stuff in future at patreon.com slash animation for adults, obviously. Um, or you can always make a donation by PayPal if you want <laughs> as one of our readers a very very nice fella by the name of Tom C did uh, thank you very much we appreciate that very much and we thank glad... you so much thanks Tom thank you, yeah, thank you. Um, we're glad that you enjoy the show so on with the show uh, alright he, enjoy... he enjoys the site anyway I don't know if he I don't know if he's even listening but if you are well if he does thank you if he is thank you Tom Okay, so there's been lots of news going on while we've been off, but we can't cover it all, but we're going to have a good crack. Um, so, can you tell I'm out of practice? Uh, yes. Be nearly, nearly about... <laughs> okay, so one of the big stories of the last year um, was about the huge success of Makoto Shinkai's film Your Name in Japan and it just went on to make break every record you could think of well it's broken another one and that is it is now the most successful anime film in box office history globally 
it has surpassed Spirited Away. Holy moly. Which is quite a feat. Is that adjusted for inflation, or is that just because it's the most... Yeah, because it's the latest. Yeah. Um, But but still, you know, it's taken till now for something to beat Spirited Away. Oh, yeah, that's... Seriously. And also, it's worth bearing in mind, it's still number two in Japan. It hasn't beaten Spirited Away in Japan. Yeah, Japan have very, Mm. very long um, cinema runs. Mm-hmm. as yes. well which helps <clears throat> and if you're in America you're finally going to get to see the film in April April 7th 2017 is when Funimation are releasing it so... yes Woo! awesome gonna get my tickets now and if you all want to see it you should too and you should read our awesome review uh, and um, it's yeah. It's apparently it's going to be ages before it comes out because um, it came out in the UK in cinemas in November, and it could be till like nearly a year after that when it comes out on Blu-ray and DVD in the UK because because of the huge um, cinema release in Japan that lasts forever. They have basically put holdbacks on people, so that might be part of the reason why Funimation's taken so long. So many Japanese movies take what seems like forever compared mm. to us to come out because yeah it's usually like a year before things are like on DVD still mm-hmm. and also Funimation announced that they've released a they're releasing a uh, a dub with a freshly recorded soundtrack in English by the band who yeah. do the songs on the on the film who are mm. called Rad Wimps I think that's how you say it I, I keep I always used to read it as war, war, yeah, Raw Wimps but it's Radwimps, apparently. Uh, and the soundtrack was quite popular as well. And they re-released, they're re-recording it in English for the American release. And Interesting. When it, when it came out in the UK with the dub, it didn't have that. So they've added that since then. Yeah, they, they did like anime opening style subtitle the lyrics though. Did they? Yeah. Awesome. And also... Your name has also been nominated for the Japan Academy Film Prize, basically Japan's equivalent of the animated Oscar, uh, and it is nominated alongside One Piece Film Gold, um, In This Corner of the World, A Silent Voice, and something called Rudolph the Black Cat. And Hmm. that same award ceremony has nominated Zootopia for the uh, Best Foreign Film category. So... Thanks. Not surprised because I think uh, Zootopia mm-hmm. did really well in Japan. Mm-hmm. Did well everywhere, I think. <laughs> <laughs> One billion dollars <laughs> at least. Um, That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. And also, one of the other interesting animated films in the sort of indie category that people are giving Oscar buzz to is My Life as a Courgette or My Life as a Zucchini as it is known in America um, and this now has an English language trailer and G-Kids have released uh, more information about the release uh, for the US and Canada and it's coming out on February 24th um, and you can very check... cool it's not that long <laughs> and you can check out the uh, the uh, all the venues that will be playing on animationfridox.com or on the My Life as a Zucchini website 
And the dub is featuring the voices of Will Forte, Nick Offerman, Ellen Page, and Amy Sedaris. So there you go. And a bunch of kid ad- actors as well, because it's mm. mainly about kids. Um, but the casting of Nick Offerman is brilliant, because uh, basically <laughs> there's a character that looks like Nick Offerman, and they've cast him as it. So <laughs> it's perfect. Uh, and that film will also be playing, segue... Uh, in the New York International Children's Film Festival which is the uh, the event that actually essentially gave birth to G-Kids so it's a good it's a good Very thing cool. yeah. mm-hmm. uh, well, we're playing I'm excited to play that just the trailer <laughs> at Animation Night <laughs> we've been you know I just recently asked them uh, what mm-hmm. they have for us and uh, I don't know it's exciting <laughs> Looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, they're playing My Life is a Zucchini as the um, opening film. And they're also screening uh, Roald Dahl's Revolting Rhymes, which was a UK production that was shown on TV over Christmas and was a lot of fun. Um, that's getting its US premiere. And there is a film called Ancient and the Magic Tablet, a Japanese film from Kenji Kamiyama who is best known as the director from Ghost in the Shell, Standalone Complex, and Eden of the East. Hmm. And it is known in Japanese as Hirune Haume, or Napping Princess. And it's about a, a girl who goes... She's a high schooler, and she keeps falling asleep and dreaming of this world with um, robots fighting each other and stuff. That might Ooh. not just might not just be a dream. And there is a very cool trailer for it that you can see on our website. And I will link to in the show notes. Yeah, I missed all... that one, but that, that sounds so cool. And they are also mm-hmm. screening Rudolph the Black Cat, which I mentioned just now as another film being nominated. Um, hey, little cat cameo there. Was that Toothless? <laughs> yes, that was Toothless. <laughs> hey, Toothless. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I, I touched thought I him. I thought I heard yeah. him earlier. I, I heard a little. Brrr. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Anytime I, was... I touch him, he'll he'll meow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's all right. It was so it was fitting because we You're just good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll use him for sound effects then. <laughs> <laughs> and the New York International Children's Film Festival will also be screening uh, from their back catalogue. They will be screening. Uh, Isao Takahata's pre-Ghibli film Panda Go Panda um, hmm. which is one of their most popular films from years past cause they The are Bamboo Grove is especially nice <laughs> They are celebrating their 20th year this year so there you go and mm-hmm. there was one other thing I was going to mention and that is a bit of news about the animated Spider-Man movie that is being written by Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Have I got it the right way around? Or is it Chris Lord and Phil Miller? No, <laughs> I no, no, I think you got it right the first time. No, you got it right the first time. Good, good, good. Um, yeah, it's being written by them and it is going to be directed by Peter Ramsey, who was the director of Rise of the Guardians for DreamWorks and Ooh. Bob Perichetti who was a co-writer oh. on The Little Prince. So, there you Ooh. go. And the uh, the other big revelation about this film is that the main character is going to be 
Spider-Man, obviously, but it's <laughs> not going to be Peter Parker. It's going to be Miles Morales. Who Yay! If you really I am very not... fond of that character, and a lot of other uh, big Spider-Man comic book fans are very fond of him because he's very mm-hmm. he's very entertaining. Uh, new Spider-Man. Yes. And supposedly in the um, in the dis is it Ultimate Spider-Man is the current Disney XD Spider-Man series. Is that right? Yes, that's he's the current in it, one. And he's voiced in that by Donald Glover. Who mm-hmm. was one of the inspirations for the character in the first place? Mm-hmm. So, wouldn't it be cool if he plays him in the film? But he probably won't. I don't know. Be nice. I would not be surprised if that happened. Me either. Mm-hmm. It'd be the also, most logical choice. He's also in Spider-Man: Homecoming, so it's all, it's all like a big. big <laughs> it's, it's, all, it's almost like it's big almost webby. like a multi-billion-dollar deal was done. <laughs> to buy really? the uh, yeah continuity <laughs> and here, here's the other thing right because he's going to be in the the Han Solo prequel that is being done by yeah. Lord and Miller so they're like you know those guys are like buds so they'll be like hey hey do you do you want to be in the Spider-Man movie you get to be Spider-Man and he'd be like yeah probably I don't know and then <laughs> Then his best mate should be played by Danny Pudi, and that would be awesome. Yes. <laughs> Troy and Abed back together in Spider-Man. Troy and Abed in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. That's the news. There we go. Right. Yay. Sweet. So, on to, on to last year. <laughs> Only so, 22 days ago, as of right now. Join us as we relive 2016. No, then no, we, we can go back. <laughs> no, we're over, we're not going to go back 2016. We're just going to take a brief look because there were 2016, as many many will agree, was a very interesting year. But we're uh, only going to talk about the animation, so it's okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. the I animation was the only good thing. Talking like just talking animation. Awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I cannot think of a year that. I mean, for me personally, that was full of, like, more variety um, in animation feature filmmaking. Um, Like, not... Like, I didn't even see all the TV or anime, like, of last year. But just feature um, animation, independent, and, like, from from Hollywood and a few other places. Like, I... There was just so much, like, variety. (laughs) Like... So many different types of movies being told for different audiences, um, in different mediums as well. Like, I was kind of, I was looking back at it, and I was, yeah, I was blown away. Yeah, even even just looking at the Hollywood stuff, it's it's crazy, and that's only mm. part of it. Um, uh, I guess the first one of the year, I it was probably Kung Fu Panda Three, which I still haven't seen. I own it. So what? Okay. Why not? Why haven't you watched it? I'm saving it up to watch it when I can. can. <laughs> I haven't. Oh I, haven't I haven't seen it either. Yeah, no worries. <sighs> I have what? my sealed Blu-ray copy. I'm waiting for the opportunity when when it will be a good viewing experience. Guys, <laughs> it's so pretty. Yeah, it's I'm definitely sure. as far as animated films go. It's definitely one of the like you know 
as far as like yes at the main hollywood you know big studio films it was probably one of the most impressive looking at least more stylized yes. visuals I, had, I mean, yes. Utopia was pretty, but that it, was it just kind of so stylized. Got buried, I guess, didn't it? It kind of got it buried. It does. It buries. It buries its styles. It even goes into like two D at one point. Oh no, I'm I'm saying like it got buried, like. Oh, it, buried. Yeah. The release. Sorry, I thought, got I thought you were saying forgotten. buried. <laughs> I've heard that too. Yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah, so there are various, but yeah, it got buried because I mean, it got. It was originally supposed to be released in December of 2015, but it was going to be on the same day as The Force Awakens. So DreamWorks Ooh. wisely <laughs> pushed it back a month. <laughs> yeah, and given the fact that normally in January the uh, big feature release is, you know, are a lot, you know, more sparse and fewer in between, like it was, t- it should have been probably one of the best times to go see it. And I mean, I was mm-hmm. able to go see it in theaters not too long after it came out, fortunately. But still, it's just like Ditto. Not a lot of people are going to the movies in January in general because you know, obviously, mm, they, no. you know, people just coming off the Force Awakens. You know that was. I think that was still technically in theaters, even though obviously the uh, the hype had died down quite a bit since it was. Uh... Hmm. That stuck around for a long time. Yeah, but you had to go see it again and again. Hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I thought like three times. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I mean, even I have a then, it's got a big DVD sale, I think. Yeah. Well, I saw Kung Fu Panda three twice, so. I, I did my duty. <laughs> <laughs> and it was worth seeing twice, so. I made sure to get the DVD because there was just uh, that, that that final climax is just, yeah. just so worth seeing multiple times. It's so beautiful. It was just stunning. Actually, and... I, I had to go see it again in 3D because my friend was just raving about how much better it was in 3D. She actually did drove up for... here. Did they work for real D or something? <laughs> I, I'm I sorry. <laughs> you, are you sure? Yes. Okay. They I worked just for DreamWorks, so I can't. Maybe a little biased. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Because yeah, I, I'm serious. I can't remember like the last time, like Disney have just given up like trying to oh, yeah. promote their things as 3D. Like I, I, I'm used to going to, um, the preview screenings that. The, British Film Institute has, mm-hmm. um, and uh, SIGGRAPH also do film previews for like Disney movies. Mm-hmm. And right. I remember around the time of like Wally, they were all in like 3D, and I think Frozen was in 3D. It and then was, since I... then, since I mean, I mean these previews, and then since then, like they've just like given up because I don't know, I I don't know anyone like apart from. I don't know, like kids maybe who really get excited about 3D because it makes it so much darker. I can't enjoy like the colors, the supposed mm. colors in a movie because this is uh, true. 3D kind of just clamps it. Yeah. I wanna, I I wanna like grab the. But I feel know, like, like. Yeah, God. I feel like there's certain films that are like worth seeing in 3D, like the dragon mm-hmm. films. Definitely. Oh yeah. Hands yeah, down, that's... way improved mm-hmm. by three D. Um, what else? I hear it's improved. Rise... I hear like laser projection is good for three D. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You got to see it like at a high end theater and everything if you yeah. really want a good three D experience. This is like, this Moana in three D was 
Moana in 3D was actually really impressive, especially the whole third act in 3D mm. was actually really, really stunning in 3D. I mean, it's already oh. a stunning third act and everything. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I don't want to say any spoilers, just in case there are people out there that still haven't seen it, which if you haven't, shame on you. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just that whole third act in 3D um, is stunning and gorgeous and in good 3D just, though, and yeah, the, it, it's the, the really point good I'm making 3D. is more like that bad 3D yeah. is. Oh yeah, no, everywhere. yeah, I get what you're like, saying. Like like yeah. multiplexes, particularly in England, they all they're oh, all yeah. kitted out with real D 3D, and it's mm-hmm. just like the shoddiest oh, yeah. piece of <laughs> like work. And it it's just so they can tack on that extra 3D fee on the ticket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's so you it. like you have to go. And see a movie that was made utilizing 3D technology in a theater that's actually built to show 3D and everything, whether it's that laser projector or whatever and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like you have to be cautious with what you choose to see in 3D. I mean, it has to be able to add to the film and not detract from it. So, I don't know. We could debate about this all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like another whole show. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> There's an idea for you, Chris. <laughs> the merits of 3D and animation. To be continued, then. <laughs> the merits of 3D and animation. <laughs> All right. Taking a note there. All right. There um, oh. <laughs> um, so, Where and then I, the next next big film would probably be Zootopia, I guess. Zootopia it was Zootopia. Yeah, that was, was March. Zootopia. Yeah, that yeah. was March. Yeah, early March for America, later March for the UK. So that wasn't such a such a long wait for us that time. <laughs> no, but that was we, we incredible. Did. But we did that was my pick. That was my pick for name. best of twenty second. That was my pick for best of twenty sixteen. We got we, we got we got the silly name, and we got like yeah, the movie that looks complete. That sounds. That has a complete. I'm. I've seen both versions now. And wait, you guys a, have your own version? Yes. Well, they, so every they, time they say Zootopia, they say uh-huh. Zootropolis in the UK version. Why? Um, there's a copyright. Yeah, there was a copyright. Oh. There was a copyright issue with there was a. Um, I think there was a zoo in Denmark or something that had the same name. Basically, what? it's kind of like it's quite co- it's quite common practice now for Disney to change. Um, the names of their movies if they don't work locally. For example, Moana in yes. Italy was changed <laughs> because it has the same name as a famous dead porn star. Oh um, my god! Yeah, so uh, that's why that changed. So, like, they're happy to do that. But the thing with Zootopia... Wait, so what did Moana change to? I think it's Viana or Oceana. Like, it's, 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 think it's different it's... all over Europe. I think it's wow. Oceana in in um, Italy, but it's Guyana right. in like French speaking countries. I think. Mm-hmm. Wow. I don't so, know why. So, um, but with but with Zootopia, it has a completely different effect because Zootopia is a pun on the word utopia. Right. So when they say utopia, uh, when they say Zootopia, you're thinking about <coughs> a place which is like idealized, mm-hmm. and that thematically is really important to Judy's. Um, 
expectations of the city. Right. But when you hear right. Zootropolis, you just think a hustle and bustle and a big city. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. don't think of the same, like... I mean, it's kind of there, but it has a completely different effect. And You don't have that same idealized view. Yeah, it that, frustrates that me when Judy I have to has. watch... It frustrates me when I have to watch Zootropolis. Oh my but, god! But <laughs> but the movie's so good, it doesn't really matter. Like it's, it's still that third act that makes it. Oh yeah, yes, that it was. It, it, I remember sitting in the theater and like thinking, like, okay, this is nice and all and stuff. All right, she's got the mm. case. She's gonna solve the case. It's gonna be written in that third act where it like showed that it was really a movie about racism and stereotyping and tolerance. I was like. Oh my God! What? <laughs> oh, for for me, it comes before then. For me, it comes, yeah, yeah the the midway point when oh, yeah. she has to um, when she gives the press conference. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about, and everything. Oh that, right, that that's like halfway through. Me, yeah, that press conference for me yeah. marks the third act and everything. Marks the uh, the resolution of the second act and the start of the third act and everything. That that's I think what that's the, midway second. Yeah, it doesn't, it, it doesn't I think it's more midway, I, but I I don't really I can't be bothered to talk about acts. <laughs> but, I view, uh... Well, I view it as like because like I view films in like kind of three acts and everything like mm-hmm. your building, your climax, and your resolution or your twist with resolution and everything. Which that one was oh twist and then the resolution and stuff. So it was mm-hmm. like for me, it was like that resolution of the second act where they yay we solved the case. And everything and stuff, but then it was uh, the beginning of that third act where Judy's like, "Oh, um, it, where Judy reveals how deeply entrenched her stereotyping is." Right. I disagree. And... I think it's more. I think that's more fake out. Oh, okay. It, it, it does. It doesn't matter. But like, I think that's more of a fake yeah, right. out to the okay. resolution, mm-hmm. and the real resolution mm-hmm. comes a, a bit later. But the, the like the thing as well is like I watched this movie again over Christmas because it was yeah, it was like on TV and. Um, uh, it really rewards multiple watches. Not it just really in does. A, it does. Not, not just in the way that like like that mm-hmm. Pixar movies are like densely packed with jokes and mm-hmm. visual things. Mm-hmm. Like there's mm-hmm. that, but there's also like right. it. It it's it, it's like a much more mature movie on the second watch because it really is the city. Like it, it its whole worldview doesn't seem quite as rosy as it did. On your first watch, right? Um, yeah, I, I think I said that when it when it came out, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's. I think it's. Is it safe to say that this is the movie which probably had the biggest, in terms of animation, uh, cultural impact this year? Yeah, I would yeah. say so. Well, yeah, I think that's part of the reason it's probably going to win or the or. Mm-hmm. I think it'll win like, best picture. Overall, do best, you? best at the Oscars, yeah. Oh, the animation. Oh yeah. No, right. we it would be nice. It would be nice. I mean, honestly, there's people even debating um, if it should be included in the best picture overall category. It won't be. It won't be. It, it won't don't, be, but it would be don't nice. Worry. <laughs> don't worry. Oh, yeah, no, it's I'm not, not worried. Be, animation is not going to be taken seriously anytime soon. Well, it hasn't happened since Up, anyways. So. Up was the last animated film included in the Best Picture overall category, and that was back in like oh four. Um, yeah, that's and a long, yeah, that was, that was a while ago. Yeah, and then the one before that was Beauty and the Beast, and that was before there was even an animation category. So mm-hmm. yeah, 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 so it's, I, we're squ- absolutely squarely um, relegated to the kids' table of 
animation. Exactly. Award. It's still like a huge like honor and, and a big deal. The oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. the Oscars don't matter, but that being said, mm. it still feels like it's like a a consolation prize to being taken True. seriously. True. I I always look more to like the Annie Awards than anything for animation. Mm. But, so. Again, that's it's it's got the most nominations at that. It does. Yeah. It? Yeah. I I think at I might have said earlier that I thought Zootopia would probably win things because it's like what you're saying, Dan, about basically being it, it being culturally relevant this at this particular point in history for reasons um, that might be sending a message. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they're sending so a I... message and they're also, like, more importantly, like creating a dialogue. Exactly. I heard so many people talking about this movie in in spaces where animation usually would not be spoken about. Mm-hmm. Um, and that for me was the sign that oh right, this is like made an impact beyond and like you know usual entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, it's got some people upset. They go, they're trying to put, they're trying to brainwash our children into not hating people and being nice to people and stuff. Do they not realize how stupid they sound? No, of course they don't. Hmm. You can't count Rachel... on that. <laughs> Rachel, you were going to say something before. Oh, I just had I uh, just a little addition before, uh, you know, just about this movie and what Dan was talking about, how it is, you know, it does get better, even better with multiple watches. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's, this is such a special movie, you know, regardless of the fact that it came from Disney, is the fact that there is a real sense of depth to the world that they created for Zootopia. Like, there is just... Everywhere you look, there is something, you know, there is something worth exploring. And I'm when I uh, received the art book earlier this past year and mm-hmm. had a chance to take a look through it and all the different, you know, the different designs of the different um, areas of the city, you know, the meadows, the uh, Sahara Square... Uh, Tundra Town, all the different you know aspects of the city, and even little things like side characters that never quite made it into the film. Uh, it's just, yeah. it was it's incredible the, the amount of uh, work that went in developing this world. And I mean, we get a really nice taste of it in the uh, the movie, but it's just it's it's this so so rich and full of life. It's just it's probably like ah, oh, just I could go on and on about it. Just the fact that's that's probably it's one of the incredible. reasons why I will continue to go go back to it. Well, it's like when they were just... it had a rough developmental history with having to change the story right. around like they did. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, majorly rewritten. But yeah, I went to the um, I remember last year shortly after it came out, I went to this panel at the art gallery in Alhambra um, with the filmmakers and everything, like seven or eight of them. <laughs> and they um, did this big presentation on the development and making of the film and just the level of detail that went into designing these worlds. I mean, they even consulted environmental scientists and everything to see what they could make work and what couldn't work. And I think my favorite thing was that they put um, the, I think the Sahara next to the Arctic and stuff. Yeah. And they're like, well, if you do, they're like, well, if you do that, you would have super storms on the border. And they're like, Okay, well, we're just gonna ignore that. <laughs> so. I also, I also love the way how like, the, like, like a like a refrigerator, the yeah. the heat from Sahara yeah. Town, um, mm-hmm. is like the output of what is making Tundra Town cold. Exactly. Like, that's 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 really sweet logic. 
Oh, yeah, and then when you get to, like, the rainforest district, how, like, they have, like, the sprinklers and everything to simulate mm. the rain for them. Um, and then they have, like, kind of the lo- different levels of housing and stuff, and they use the, the blimps for delivery and transportation. And so it's just it's just incredible I, level I think, of detail and functionality. I think they, they realize this. They have piping on the trees. <laughs> I'm sorry, it just blew my mind when they got down to like the detailed levels and you're like oh my mm. god you guys really put a lot of thought into this <laughs> i think yeah. they realize this that they have like more material than one movie's worth in that uh seriously they do you could you could honestly make a television series off of it i, I think i wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if that happens and i, mean, I think it is also gotta... like the disney movie of recent years which is probably most comfortably deserving of a sequel Mm-hmm. Yes, I could. I could I easily, okay. comfortably see a sequel happening. Oh, um, yeah, narratively, like uh, not mm-hmm. so much like Frozen or Wreck It Ralph. Like they're kind of resolved to me. I don't quite understand how they're going to have good sequels, like story wise. I'm sure they'll come up with something, but um, they usually do. Mm-hmm. We'll see. But yeah, no, I could feasibly see a sequel. But if not a sequel, then a television series in the next five years. I mean, they're starting to. There's like a trend at Disney where now they're making films and television series again, like they did in the early millennia, because um, we got Tangled coming back as a television series, and we have Big Hero Six coming back as a television series. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if we saw like a Zootopia TV series in the next five years if they don't announce a feature animated sequel. So we'll see. It was just lot. There's a lot to love in that movie, and the fact that it's been getting as much praise as it has is not entirely unwarranted. Uh, no, and it's on all the time at work for me on our kids' movie channel, and I'm still not. Oh wow! It. I think I've seen it well over. <laughs> That's a good sign. Times. That's actually a really good sign. I've seen it definitely over a hundred times now and stuff because mm-hmm. it's like it's on, and if it's oh, wow. on, the kids have it on, and. Oh, I've got it memorized now. It's okay, crazy. if you've do, if you've done the walking blockbuster test with it, then yeah. then yeah. that's a solid movie. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a solid movie. Like I'm totally cool when it comes on. Like when I'm in a kids' room and it's on, I'm like, oh great, I'm gonna hang out in here for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, so I'm like talking with the parents and I'm like flicking my eyes to the screen, like, oh yeah, this is a good scene. Okay, I'm gonna hang out for a couple more minutes. <laughs> that has probably got to be one of the biggest compliments a film, a family film like that could you know yeah. could get. Is the fact that oh, yeah. no matter where you are, how many times you see this movie, you're, it's always going to be entertaining. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm thoroughly entertained every time and stuff. I, like, I'll talk about it with the kids or with the families and stuff and everything, and like, we'll hang out and watch it. I'll talk with them about like their favorite characters and stuff, and it's amazing how much these kids understand about the movie too. <laughs> wow, that's neat. I know. I'm like, oh my god. Okay, cool. <laughs> that got that got through to you in year five. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it, it's it's definitely very influential and still a really entertaining movie mm-hmm. and it's got business hamsters so and lemmings too yeah yeah i'm sorry i've i haven't seen it <laughs> since since i saw it in cinema it was actually supposed to have wasn't it like like player hamsters and stuff they were gonna drive around like a little ferrari and like have super preppy clothing <laughs> and these were two characters that got cut and everything. Mm-hmm. They were like two side mm-hmm. characters that got cut, but they were gonna be like driving around like like your preppy, stereotypical rich white boy and everything and stuff. And there was like these running two over hamsters. Nick's tail. 
Yes. Oh, I'm so bummed they cut them. I mean, I get it, but that would have been really entertaining. I hope they come back. <laughs> I'll bet you oh. that'll be, if they're either a television show or a sequel, they'll be the gag characters. Seriously. I love it. Before we forget, hmm. there was also another Disney movie that came out around this time of year that was basically animated but yeah. had a strong live action element and Chris I believe you saw it recently <laughs> we're talking about I... um, John Favreau's uh, remake of the Jungle Book oh, oh! yes of course yeah I, I, I did not second. care for it cool <laughs> really I did not I did not care for it I'm I'm I'm, I'm intrigued I kind of feel that way too. Take. I really um, didn't either. I I, have, I haven't watched it all the way through. Again, this is another one of the movies that's on all the time at work, so I've seen okay. it in parts, and oh, I've been able to like stitch together the parts. Like no, I haven't actually sat all the way down, but yeah, I'm like I I don't have any desire to actually sit down and watch it all the way through. That's fair enough. Because from, from what I've seen, I'm just kind of like, okay. And the Jungle Book was never a movie I really cared about, anyways. Mm. Well then, if that's the case, then this probably this movie's probably not going to sway you. Exactly. You're not into the story. You're not into the story. Yeah, I I, I never was the original. Original's beautiful. Original's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, visually it's beautiful. But animation, the animation, (laughs) and it's like it's one of the um, the few movies where like the animators, like um, I Mm. I can't remember which one of the nine old men was talking about it. And he was saying, yeah, that was like one of the few movies we did where they just let us be with the characters and the movie gets by on just the relationships. And the yeah. story isn't, mm-hmm. the story is quite mm-hmm. episodic. It's not the best oh, yeah. like structured story in the world, but no. you're with it because you're with the characters. And for my money, I think the new movie translated that Um in a really interesting way. Uh, that also reminded me a lot of like um, the the original like book and other Roger Kipling um, uh, stories that I remember reading as a kid. It really mm-hmm. like got that vibe. It was it was gorgeous and um, production design was was great. A friend of mine actually did the production design, so I'm, I am totally biased, but it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. it was but stunning. Also, yeah, and um, it was gorgeous, and and you know the animation and effects were amazing as well. And there were parts of it I really did love, but um, uh, you know, there. It's odd to say um, it lacked cohesiveness because we were just talking about how <laughs> the original uh, sort of leaned on. Right. Right. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, it's a different animal. Ha ha ha. And um, <laughs> that was for you, Chris. Um, <laughs> but it, <laughs> you shocked but it, him. You, you petrified him a bit, I think. But, <laughs> oh, my um, gosh. But it, yeah, I don't, uh, by the end of the film, I, I didn't really, um, for all the, uh, the magic and elements of that movie and all the um, hard work, it didn't really leave me. Um, I don't know. It left. It didn't leave me with that sense of magic. <laughs> right. It, it it felt more like 
to me, it felt more like a a tech demo or a or a um wow or a theme park ride than a film. That's, um, that's 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 way harsh, man. <laughs> take 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 it down a notch for this. That, I, I don't know. Down here? Those rides are getting pretty sophisticated. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, parts of the Caribbean is a classic, like a narrative. Yeah, I um. I totally get that response because I think it's in many ways like quite an old fashioned type of movie. It takes its time with things and it expects you to lean forward and it doesn't, it's not like massively in your face. It has like, like one of the things I really liked that, um, about like how the animation was directed was, was that John Favreau, um, he directed the, he directed the animators in such a way that, the animal characters were not overly expressive in a cartoony way, and yeah. they stuck yeah. to um, the animals' actual behavioral traits as That's a great. means to yeah. driving the performance. I thought that alone was like spectacular. And if no, John Favreau, work for me. if John Favreau um, has anything more to do with directing animation, uh, I'm I'm happy because he's one of the very few. Uh, um, directors, it seems like, who really gets how to use it. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, di- I didn't like that decision. It see, it it mm-hmm. grated to me to have the animals just acting like animals, but then just talking like people. Mm. And I was, I was kind of feeling like I just want to go watch Planet Earth instead. All right. Oh my see, that God. for me, that for me tied it back to the Kipling. <laughs> that for me tied it back to the Kipling, where it was almost like biblical like there was like these voices were kind of coming out of them and it was it, it wasn't didn't have to make sense you didn't have to see them making every mouth shape um oh, and that kid that kid's annoying i'm sorry i like yeah. him i like him no i i thought that i thought was, he bugged me too yeah thank you yeah high five maybe no, I, 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 I gotta, I gotta rewatch it it's I true. Really I think the dialogue and and some of the acting just—I mean, he was adorable, and but mm, mm-hmm. I, I hear you. I really, I do. I hear you. Of all okay. the um, Disney like remakes that are happening, the live-action ones that are happening recently, uh, I felt like this was the one that was most cohesive as like a full movie for me. Um, we'll probably mention Peach Dragon later, which I think just about outdoes um uh, uh jungle book but mm-hmm. i yeah i think it's it's worth seeking out if you haven't seen it just so you can check whether you find the kid annoying or not yeah no it's i will scary. say oh sorry go ahead i will say i like blue and i i'd completely Bill forgotten blue. I completely mm, forgot forgotten he was in it until he showed up and he was like, Oh yeah, Bill Murray's blue. Yeah. And then and also when he was on it it sort of temporarily became a more fun movie. Like, oh it isn't being all dark for no reason. Mm-hmm. Yay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> People are having fun <laughs> and enjoying themselves. Yay. <laughs> I guess it really depends on what you're expecting going into this movie that may depend on how you view it because Obviously, if you're looking for something that's more like the anim, you know, the original animated film, you're not going to get it. And if mm-hmm. you're looking for something that's a lot more like the 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 original novel, you're going to get some of that, but you're not going to get a get a whole bunch yeah. of that either. And I think it's because it's trying to have its foot in too many camps that might 
make it a little bit more of a, an uneven split between people who love it and people who hate it. That's mm-hmm. really that's a really perceptive read of the movie, I think. Yeah. yeah. I now have to say though, I'm really not looking forward to the Lion King thing now. <laughs> and he's already done. He's already done the. Um, he's already done the stampede. So there you go. It's in the jungle. Book. Yeah, it's, he's wholesale. Yeah, Nick. That. Yeah. That, that that was him warming up. I think. Yeah. I think you're right. But um, at least between between now and the Lion King, we'll have uh, the uh, Beauty and the Beast movie, and that's. From what I can see, at least in the animation in that movie, it's, it, it looks like it's going to be a very interesting uh, interpretation. So we'll, we'll see I, how I that I like goes. that adjective. Interesting, yeah. Interesting uh, or just like completely... Like they've literally shaved his muzzle off. Well, <laughs> like, like the, 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 I don't know how I feel about that The palace objects choice. too. They look so kind of creepy. When you find I mean, the faces, yeah. they look creepy. I know. You're <laughs> once just like, you, oh like, my once god. You're scanning, like, okay, I've only got like three seconds to find the right. That I think I that's the face. I can't. Yeah. I can't tell, and it's actually kind of creepy. I actually like. I was at Target the other day, and they already have toys out for the movie and stuff, oh, and they had the wow. set of like the <gasps> toys of, of like oh the pieces god. from the, the castle. The bell is shockingly <laughs> bad. <laughs> I, I, I mean, design. yeah. Oh my it, god, the forehead is so big. And I'm like, oh, I it, saw that. I thought it was bootleg. Yeah. No, that's, that's <laughs> oh, the actual no, no, Disney that's the real approved. Thing. That's the Disney oh, wow. approved Disney licensed design for the Bell doll for the live action Beauty and the Beast. It's terrifying. It just reminds what's me also of terrifying like... is the. Yeah. The, what's also terrifying is the, the palace objects and everything, those toys. Mm-hmm. It was creepy. <laughs> I was very scared. Okay, sorry, Dan, I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, no, no I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> what? All right, let's move on from busy remakes. Did you guys toys. see? <laughs> did you guys see a monster? A monster calls. No. Oh, end of the year. I okay. want. I want to see. It. Well, I I kind of want to see it, but I also think it's kind of going to be kryptonite for me. Oh yes, yeah, it will. it's going to be super yes, depressing. I've, I've stayed. F- completely away from it for that reason that everyone I know has seen it as like then I was devastated it will gut you yeah it will gut you I should not have watched the Babadook and I knew I shouldn't have watched it why did I watch it the Babadook is like I know I I know exactly what you're talking about with the Babadook Chris but like Mm. for me that is like uh, yeah like true catharsis Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, you said it, Yvonne. That's exactly it. It's like I don't want to be here. This is a scary place. But once you come out the other side, it's mm-hmm. you know you've you've had a cry and you feel a bit calmer. Yeah, it's incrementally yeah. helpful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that film's a must. I love the Babadook. Yeah. I'm never going to watch it again, but <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Too painful. So, yeah, um, that's the sort of movie man. that. Monster calls Sorry. seems seems mm-hmm. like, and also I don't lo- I don't super dig the CG from the look of the trailer. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, you know what though? It really does work. It works. Yeah, um, I mean I know got... ET isn't cute to look at. Yeah, and that film, you know, no, it works. Anyone? Okay. It works. That's hard to say. You should see. <laughs> <laughs> I was just want to double check in terms of another film that we could try and talk about that would be fitting for uh, for this past year. I just want to make sure. 
Uh, now Melissa would technically count for it. Oh, uh, good call. This, so and I think because I think mm-hmm. that was the next film to come out. I think. I mean, uh, I wasn't yeah. sure if that came out right. before uh, the Jungle Book did, but I know that was another mm-hmm. big, big movie. Does everyone remember oh, yeah. how like much of poopy I made in my pants about that movie? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's almost that's part of the reason I brought it up because it's like, oh, oh my goodness, oh, no, <laughs> this movie is uh, goes to interesting places. I have yet to see it still, and I feel terrible. I know. Uh, I want to see it too. I most need to of, rent most it. of what I know about it, I heard it all secondhand from Dan. Yeah, and just like, yeah, really ditto. See it. No, the two of us had a lot to say about it for sure. I know, mm. I know, Chris. I, <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 yeah, I, I reviewed it for the site. I was very impressed. <laughs> um, yeah, that was last year. I think it uh, was one of the movies that, for me, like really is worth commending and talking about because of how different an animated movie it was from anything mm. that had come at least out of Hollywood for a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's technically mm-hmm. independent, but it was, it was made in California. Um, yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, like just that alone for me makes it a special movie. The fact that it was, it was not developed as storyboard. It was developed like as a script and the sound play, um, mm-hmm. a bit like TV animation, uh, and the fact that it was using kind of new technology um, to tell a story for a new audience, like, um, art house adults, uh, and uh, I was really excited about about that alone, like, before we even got to what the movie was, which is, like, I'm still kind of, I, I still don't know if I like it. Like, mm-hmm. I still don't know if mm-hmm. I agree with what it was saying, or if it was even saying what I think it was saying. It, well, it seemed I, quite I, divisive. I, I think my basic point in the review was that it's, that it's definitely a very good film. But I'm not sure that I love it type mm. thing. Uh, I was like, it's good. It is. It's definitely interesting and impressive and worth talking about. But whether it's something that you can connect with personally is a different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's something that I need to rewatch. I've only seen it once, and I know it's on Netflix in the UK now, so I should probably get around to watching that at some point. Uh, <laughs> Well, I think it was definitely an example of animation being used as a um, as a tool uh, for the story. Like I've, I said this before in, in the earlier podcast when we discussed this movie, but um, well, a couple of podcasts where we discussed this movie, but um, probably third of the way through, I thought like, you know, why is animation being used here? <laughs> and then the real turnaround point was, um, you know, when the main character is like naked in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> and that you're just kind of going first of all it's like wow how did they do that and then secondly it was like <laughs> oh yeah right because this is about um like normal naked character um you know exposing you know we're exposing the humanity of the character it's like this intimate moment that honestly you just wouldn't it wouldn't exist in real li- in live action in the United States this way, for one thing. And also, um, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee would never even have been cast in that sort of intimate bedroom moment um, 
would have never been played that way because we're using puppets instead mm. of people. And that, I think, was the, um, the largest takeaway um, that still kind of sticks with me still um, uh, from that film. Um, and with regard to the storyline, I mean, I don't think it was um, one of the his best stories, but um, I, I, uh, I, yeah, I, I liked it all in all. Um, but those those were the sort of main things with regard to animation. Mm. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, I think you're. It, it, it was very. It was it was a Charlie Kaufman film, so mm-hmm. it gave you nothing like a resolution like normal movies have. It gave you something to chew on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I appreciated that very much, and but I think for me also it had like that Takahata effect where because it was replicating uh, like the mundanities and day to dayness of real life in many ways, like it's set in a hotel, um, you're watching it that much closely because I think I I don't know why animation does that, but I was watching it more closely than I would had it been live action I think with visual right. effects. Yeah, that's a good point. Um and it was and like the perform the, the performances that the animators gave um I think was yeah kind of spectacular because they were mm-hmm. they were reserved in a way that um you know Hollywood animation is usually not. Right. Uh, yeah, no it was yeah, check 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 it out. And and they have a new movie um, in development, uh, yeah. which I am excited about massively. I read like three pages of the script, and I was like, I, "Bubbles." Yeah, it's based on. Um, well, it's it's about uh, Michael Jackson's uh, chimp, Bubbles. Mm. Oh right, I remember we talked about this before. And the first scene is Michael Jackson adopting him. And oh, I don't know about this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I I can't remember. Who, who who wrote it? But yeah, it's in development at um, Starburns. <laughs> Dan Harmon was involved somehow, but I can't remember how. Yeah, Starburns is his animation company. Uh, so, with, uh, uh, he that, might... he, that he owns with um, Dino mm. Stamatopoulos, and he was uh, executive producer on uh, Anomalisa because of that. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. That sounds right. There might be similar. He might be... Because I just remember him being uh, mentioned in the story whenever that was, when I wrote it up. <laughs> All those types. Yes. Um, then, moving on from Anomalisa, what comes next? Uh, mm, that's I know a tough it depends, one. It really depends, it depends if... what country you're in. Mm-hmm. We, we, I think we're sort of... St- we mainly sticking through, at the moment, going through the big big mainstream releases and then go through and back and do the the little the diddlies yeah the impressive Um, diddlies (laughs) I guess then next it might be something like Secret Life of Pets or something and Angry Birds ones that I haven't seen yet to be honest yeah (laughs) did anyone see Angry Birds uh no did not Jill what's up did you see Angry Birds (laughs) wake up Birds, yeah, because it's playing all the time at work. It's in rotation for three months at least, and Angry Birds is one of those I was on like every day, mm-hmm. and I hate it. <laughs> I can't stand it. Every time it comes on, it's like a collective groan from all of us. <laughs> I'll bet. So, 
piecing no, together the, like... the dribs and drabs you've seen. You've not seen it all no, in one and sitting. No, I won't, I, won't, I won't see it all in one sitting. I've seen pieces and parts see, where I've I been able to piece it together. Like, right, okay. I don't know how I feel about that practice, by the way. I think that's <laughs> that's not playing ball with movies. I understand. I, I understand, can't. I under, no, I understand completely. Like that, that happens sometimes. But also, it's because I have a movie channel and it's on when I work. So whatever. Oh no, I'm, on, I'm not blaming you for that. I'm not blaming <laughs> you for that. But what I'm saying is, like, there are movies that I've seen. Yeah. Like, recently, at least, actually, the the next movie, um, Secret Life of Pets. I was oh not in God. love with the trailer. No. But the movie itself, but the movie itself in its entirety. Uh, worked for me, and I and I loved okay. it, and I think right. that it's kind of underrated, actually, yeah. because it's a different type of animated movie. Yeah, uh, we, that, we... but it was like the third biggest film of last year or something. It was huge. Oh, wow. I, yeah, no, it wasn't underrated. Like with audience, with um, no. with with its bums on seatsness. But mm-hmm. I think critically, when people were talking about animation from last year, it gets sidelined because it didn't have big cheer jerky moments, or it wasn't um, it wasn't trying to be a Pixar movie, basically. No, mm-hmm. we just got that one at work, so I haven't seen enough of it to make an opinion. <laughs> so I'm <Okay>. sorry. <laughs> this is how I see movies that I really don't care to see in everything. Sure. So. Yeah, I know. Sure. I know. I know. Yeah, I've, I've, I haven't seen it all the way through myself. I have seen it, uh, like, uh, like kind of like Jill. I've seen bits and pieces of it, and it's... Yeah. From the stuff that I've seen, it is um, definitely, like, the humor that you were describing um, when we did an actual talk about it, uh, Dan. It that, that did definitely shine through to the point of, like, okay, at some point, don't know when, I'm definitely going to sit down and watch the whole thing mm-hmm. all the way through. Mm-hmm. It's very the first teaser was great. It was really funny. I saw it. I, I thought it was really funny. Yeah. I thought it was really entertaining. And I thought the anime, the animal or creature animation was terrific. Yes, um, and the animation, the animation itself is funny. Like there's yeah. great slapstick in there. Yeah, That's like yeah. A, that kind of reminds me of like Looney Tunes and. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's that type of. That carried it through movie. for me because yeah. it had some sort of um, saccharine moments. It, honestly, I really I liked the main character. I, I I watched it sort of with a, a low bar. I mean, I wasn't expecting that much, honestly, because I'd seen the previews mm. and I thought, well, it's, that's pretty cute. It's pretty funny, um, but you know, we'll see what happens. And I wasn't really expecting that much, but um, honestly, I really enjoyed that film. Um, uh, but part of it was because of the animation. The animation has tickled me to death, and a lot of it was physical mm. comedy. It's true. <laughs> it seems like a film that knew what it was that was trying to do, and it went all the way with it. Hmm. Well, I think Illumination kind of know what they're doing with their audience. Oh yeah. I yeah. think. Has they, anyone seen playing... Sing yet? Yeah, no. I did. Jill has. Yeah, I did. It's. It's all right and everything. It, it's entertaining, um, but it's nothing I would say special. And so, especially since we already had a movie about a city of animals that was way better. 
<laughs> right. Um, but it's not trying so, to be the City of Animals movie. It's no, to it's be... not trying to be. It's just trying to be an animal. I got a lot of um, uh, cats don't dance. Can't, can't, cats can't okay. dance vibe from the 90s and everything. Because, like, you have the, the koala guy, Mr. Moon, was his name, Buster Moon, um, who's super optimistic and trying to save his theater and everything so he creates that singing competition which i felt like the idea of a singing competition was super generic anyways and so was there anything to get hmm? yeah was there anything about it that seemed like different to you because it's no. the first time that illumination has brought on not only a director from outside the studio but a director from mm-hmm. outside animation to no, uh, it, develop it... a movie from the ground up and direct it it didn't feel like anything okay. unique or anything it, it felt very much like a family film created for the holiday season to draw in the family crowd and everything. And it's it's entertaining, and it definitely has its moments and stuff, but the ending is a total cop-out. Um, <laughs> it resolves too cleanly <laughs> and everything. And okay. everyone, like, everyone wins and everything. There's no, like, there there's a lesson, but it doesn't get driven home because, oh, everything ends up getting fixed anyways and everything super easily mm. and okay. stuff. And it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> um, yeah, it does have its moment. Like that, the dance scene in the grocery store with that mama pig, that, the, the mother pig is what did it for me. She's hilarious <laughs> and everything. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's all about like people wanting to go chase their dreams of singing and getting the money and stuff and like I said it's just it was it was a three star movie for me like average entertaining not something I'm going to watch again though anytime soon mm-hmm. okay okay so yeah I mean it's it's cute and it, like like I said it has its moments but it's nothing that I think is going to last the test of time it's not okay. a classic I think it has its wide release in the UK next yeah. week so yeah, I'm yeah. gonna try and check it out. Yeah, I'm it, I'm it, I'm biased. I'm a fan of the director. And yeah, no, I check it out for to, sure. I need to see it. Yeah, you'd <laughs> be doing the rounds, and it's great. Yeah, I just don't understand why so many people are like gaga over it. I'm like, I'm not gaga over it or anything and stuff. I mean, I one of my friends posted online like asking her friends if she should go see Moana or sing. And people were telling her to go see... No, people were telling her to go see Sing over Moana. What? And I'm sitting there like... Sacrilege. Um, what? (laughs) I didn't say anything because I'm not very close to this person, but I was just like, really? People literally think Sing is better than Moana? I'm like, no, 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 no. No, no. 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 So what came next in 2016? Ah, the only thing that I can think of is Finding Dory. Finding Dory. Yeah, that was a little disappointing. Oh, I mean, yeah, I it, like it has its it had its moments, but like that third act where the fish hijacked the truck. I kind of that, that's that. what lost that's what lost me. I was like, um, okay, I, don't care how I know smart the octopus is. <laughs> it's a little. It is. It is definitely ridiculous. A ridiculous climax, and it it can take you out of the experience. But I actually just it was the ridiculousness that made it all the more hilarious for me. I liked I liked the sea lions and everything. That's that's what my oh the sea lions like, were the great. sea lions 
Mm. We love Gerald <laughs> and everything. We want to sit <laughs> on the rock. to get on the rock. Yes. <laughs> and I think what cracks me up is Idris, Idris Elba, the same guy that um, voiced the police chief in Zootopia. He's voiced one of those two lions. And Shere Khan in. Yeah, and Shere Khan. He was like everywhere. <laughs> yeah. This was his year for animated voice roles. Oh my god. I know. He was like in everything. I was like, oh my god. As he should be. He should be. He should be <laughs> voicing awesome everything. Voice. He does have an awesome voice. Yeah, that was that's what cracked me up. Yeah, Finding Dory, like, I don't think it was Pixar's best, nor did it give me the idea that Finding Nemo ever needed a sequel <laughs> or that we needed mm-hmm. that movie. Yeah, but I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it certainly it had its moments and everything, too. Like, I definitely... I think that part where Dory gets sucked into the piping, that was actually pretty freaky because it's from her perspective. Like that mm-hmm. first-person mm-hmm. point of view, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is a little intense and everything. I can't imagine how it must be for the kids right now and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, you just think about every fish you ever flushed out in the toilet, and you're like, oh, whoops. <laughs> um, oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, no. It's like oh, no. Every that... fish? <laughs> I was wondering about how many fish have you flushed? More than you can remember or count? <laughs> I had a good number of fish as a kid growing up. Um, <laughs> Any other pets? You wanna... <laughs> my other pets are fine. You know, my cat's staring two at me. Fish, like, like, 25 my cat's staring at me like, why didn't I get those fish? <laughs> Sorry, just... Toothless. <laughs> um, I have this image of you trying to like flush your hamsters <laughs> as a kid or something. <laughs> Dad, no! it's too big. It's not fitting. They were dead, okay? Or like close to dead. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, I'm not a fish murderer. Um, <laughs> there were five of them, and then I later became a nurse. Because <laughs> I felt so guilty about all these fish I killed, so I figured I could rectify it by saving kids. <laughs> we're like practice, like then I... <laughs> Oh my god! At least I know this this episode's alternative title. <laughs> I'm not a fish murderer. <laughs> but I've learned. <laughs> I'm a healer, I have become reformed. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Oh, man. Yeah, I, yeah, I think the I, I, the other I, thing I, I like... Yeah, yeah. I like the, the other thing I like is when they first arrive to the aquarium and it's like you hear Sigourney Weaver. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was probably like the best jokes the entire movie. Oh. I'm sorry. Like, every single person I've shown the movie to... Um, whenever that part comes up, they just, I see their jaws just kind of hit the floor and then they just start la- belly laughing. It's amazing. It's, it's such a good gag and everything. <laughs> just having her as like the celebrity announcer woman for the aquarium. That all the fish think is real. I know. Especially like, Sigourney Weaver is going to help us out. I know. <laughs> I was like, that is so great. And they, I mean, it actually is Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> yeah, it is. Anything so yeah that that cracked me up um and then I felt that it wrapped a little too nicely like right after she spit back out into the ocean she finds her parents and turns out oh they've been there the whole time waiting for their yeah, daughter that, to come back was... and I'm I'm like that's a long time <laughs> so I, I was that like was it was a very a sweet stress. moment but I was just kind of like uh okay <laughs> I'm not how much I'm not sure how much I buy that who is hammering um but yeah i'm i'm not sure how much i bought that like i said overall like not my favorite pixar movie yeah i didn't feel like it it 
I don't feel like it gave the idea that we needed a sequel. No, it really that. wasn't needed. Like it, mm-hmm. it, in, in the grand scheme of in the grand scheme of things, it was needed. It was kind yeah. of a bit of a a bit of a um, I would I wouldn't call it fluff per se, but it's just like it's just a little like a little extra bit of you know story it was that an was like extension. it just needs to be told. But it's it's there was there were a few really genuinely sweet moments. At least parts where it, um wherever like. Marlon and uh, Dory would have a conversation with each other because I just love those two characters interacting together and whenever they yeah, had a moment see, movie, it, was, it felt genuine. Yeah, but Marlon and Nemo's like whole side plot and everything and stuff, it wasn't mm-hmm. necessary. Like, they didn't even need to be in the movie, to be honest, really. No, so, it, I get I mean, that. I, I mean, every time we cut to them, I'm like, I don't care about their story at all. <laughs> Yeah, we talked yeah. about that um, in the podcast, but um, I, I also, I sort of wanted an explanation. They never really gave an explanation as to, like, why she is the way she is. I mean, I was hoping for an actual yeah. reason, you yeah, know? Yeah, no, there like, was, that was no reasoning. Was, like, oh, I think that would some... be the, un- I think that would be the worst thing they could do. That would I, be, like, I just like wanted telling... to know. Right. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of know what you mean. It, 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 it's almost like an episode of Finding Nemo, because... I yeah. didn't really feel like quite enough character development Mm-mm. with yeah. because Finding Nemo is such a huge event for Marlin, right? Yeah, and he's thoroughly changed by the end of that movie, and we kind of right. got like the same guy who hadn't been through Finding Nemo. It's felt mm-hmm. like a few times in this movie, in bits um, and places. Yeah, I remember we talked about that before. Yeah, yeah, that was that's kind of my only like problem with the movie per se I wonder yeah. I wonder as well if it's not a little bit um, mm-hmm. and like who's to say and this is just a guess obviously but if it's not a little bit a victim of Pixar's um, like very long development process and mm-hmm. the fact that it was like reworked as much as it was mm-hmm. and there are many different versions of the movie um, right. whether that kind of didn't help it it kind of maybe lost a bit of the spice of, you know, the original seed of the idea for the movie, perhaps, along the way. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this before, though, but, but uh, the you know, if you the problem is if you compare it to the original film, um, they, you kind of can't, it doesn't hold up. I mean, there's just mm. so many different layers and levels to the, that first film, and character development was so rich, and um, mm. you really felt like you were going on a journey. And we sort of, I remember, talk, talked about how this film was just, um, first of all, the structure was completely different, um, yeah. so that was one thing. Um, uh, but, yeah, I, I don't know. It kind of, it, it was just a different different movie, but it's for it me, sort of it hard has, not to compare it. Yeah. Yeah. For, for me, uh, my only actual, like, problem with the movie, which is, like, when I was watching it, I was ready for it to go one way, and then it went back on itself, which yeah. is, is, is okay to talk about the late spoiler. Mm-hmm. Okay. Chris, do I have permission? <laughs> yeah, Everyone, if you don't want to, if you don't want to hear a little plot plot detail, then skip forward like a minute. Yeah. <laughs> okay, like, let me just plant this sign right here. <laughs> um, when Dory uh, finds out that her parents are dead, or she thinks her parents are dead, I was yeah. completely ready to go with that because me too. that was. I felt that she had become strong enough in the story at that point to deal with it. 
and yeah. that would have made a really um, interesting journey movie. You know, yeah. like you go all oh, the way yeah. to get something, and when you get there, it's gone and lost forever. And you, and, and, and they could have done something with that. And the fact right. that they, um, uh, and they wouldn't. I don't think that's Pixar's style to do that. They would. They would do that in the setup of movie, but they would not do that at the end. Like, um, I guess because they feel like maybe they did it with Toy Story three, the ending where you think yeah. they're going to die, mm-hmm. and then they mm-hmm. earn the right to, um, you know, go so far with that that you're basically you basically accepted it as the characters have as well. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing that you know that doesn't make it feel so um, like a Deus Ex Machina when they're literally hoisted uh, out of the furnace by by the aliens. And this movie, for me, like I could have, I would, I think I would like it a lot more if Dory had to deal with the death of her parents. Yeah, me too. Um, and she then it could have been something about like. And now I'm rewriting the movie, which is pointless, but it could have been something like about, um, you know, how she carries them with her. And that could have been like one of those amazing like lessons that Pixar um, yeah. manages to make palatable for for audiences or, or to or to tell in such a way that um, speaks to large audiences like they did with like Inside Up, Inside Out. <laughs> inside out. Or out. You remember every title. Uh, I Next you guys cro- really want to kill crossover. fish, don't you? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, you, you guys really don't like fish, do you? You're trying to kill them all, all left, right, and centre. <laughs> Toilet sounds. All, all up, all up with the fish murder, you guys. What's up? <laughs> What's going on? There should be a toilet sound right here. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so what happened next for animation after finding Dory? Ooh, um, I suppose it'd be about that time for about, would be about the time when uh, Little Prince. Yeah, that was. Made its way yeah. Point. yeah, good point. Definitely one of the most memorable films of the year. Oh, heck yes. that was that was my pick for uh, 2016. As much as I wanted to go with Zootopia because I do love that film to death. And, mm-hmm. and again, like with like with you, Jill, I have seen it so many times and it hasn't gotten old for me yet. But right. I don't know what it is about The Little Prince when I got the chance to see it on Netflix. It just, it really resonated with me. And when films do that, I kind of, you know, those, mm-hmm. I kind of hold those near and dear to me because they, it, it just, it, it took, it took an idea, it, it honored it, respected it mm-hmm. of the original narrative of the story, which is really impressive which would made me you know i had never read the i've only i'm familiar with the little prince but i've never really read it it inspired mm-hmm. me to go out and find the book and i'm still th- uh, going through it a little bit you know take doing a little bit at a time right. and even more impressive it was able to take that idea of that story and kind of give a really perfect example of okay well if we're imagining you know if a child's familiar with the story well how are they going to imagine you know what, what's their imagination going to do with the information that they've been given and mm-hmm. how that helps them deal with what they're going through. Right. Well, and I like how they, like they paid homage to the little prince, but they also made it their own film yes. and everything with their own story with the little girl and the mother and everything. And then aging up the pilot as well and everything so that he's kind of like the thing connecting the two stories together. Mm-hmm. And everything, and everything. He's the bridge between the two stories, 
Jeffrey's doing a fantastic job. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I just, I really like the differentiating animation styles between the stop motion and the CG used to tell the story. And then I really like the third act. I love well. it too. And everything. Yeah, yeah. Mm. No, no spoilers, <laughs> I, but I, I. What? That was Are a really. Gonna, I, 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 yeah. I think that was a really bold choice. It was a bold choice, but for me, it <laughs> I don't think it. I don't think it worked for everyone. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. bold and out there. Yeah, didn't stuff, like but like for me, it worked. It worked like for me wrap, too. The wrap up saved it for me, but yeah, <laughs> the wrap up. <laughs> True. Sorry, I was crying by the end. <laughs> it was. I, I was. We were very fortunate um, for the uh, last year in the podcast to be able to speak with uh, Mark Ar- Mark Osborne, the director of the so film. So jealous. So yeah, he. I can't believe I couldn't make that. He did a presentation at our Best of Fest. Yes, that's he did. Where, that's where I. That's where, where I met the him. Connection was made. <laughs> what? But, yeah, Animation Nights New York Best of Fest. He um uh he was nice enough to do a, a whole presentation. It was terrific. Wow. Mm. And what yeah, was great? Awesome. Just, what was great about talking with him about the movie was how it really was like an independent project for him. It was a real. Mm. Um, he he. I think he he himself he himself um, spoke about how different an experience it was uh, to making like Kung Fu Panda, where mm-hmm. everything oh, like yeah. obviously it meant like the finances had to be um, uh, arranged differently, but then it also gave him a completely different level of control over the project, and um, I was really surprised when the movie like came out just how um the cg sequences were nothing really like um the rhythm and pace of lots of american cg movies it was very deliberately paced and um and 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 different really oh man i i i I think it's just going to be another one of those films that I'm always going to keep going back to Netflix every now and again to watch. And the fact that, I mean, I was really concerned when uh, we were, remember, we were waiting for the film to come out itself, you know, and that we, we kept we kept getting the news that it was going from one studio to the next, and we weren't sure who was going to, you know, if it wasn't even going to come out in the theaters, but then just uh, they were able to put it on Netflix, and now I can just watch it whenever I want. I didn't have to wait. <laughs> It's right there. And also, I think because of that, it's had like a wider audience than it probably would have had had it been mm-hmm. released through Paramount in that sort of like limited release that they were going to they were going to do. That it probably would have reached the people who would have seen it anyway, who were you know who have the their eye on like independent animation and things like that. But, um... One of the shames, though, is it seems to have been completely forgotten, like in the awards conversation. Yeah, that's that, that, maybe because that of that. I I wondered whether that was something to do with its eligibility, because well, it ha- was released in France, I think, in like 2015, and in uh... many other places. So I wonder if that has something to do with it, perhaps. Oh, it could be it's possible. And the fact that it was, you know, it, it it had a theatrical release elsewhere, and then it only just came to Netflix 
uh, recently, but because it already had, it technically came out a little while ago. It's just that's that's the reason why. Mm-hmm. But I still it's see people honest. talking about it, like just on Facebook, like, "Oh, check out this movie, Little Prince." I, I like people keep discovering it, and that's really <laughs> exciting. Yeah. Yes. I had one person on Facebook though um, who felt that it was an insult to the source material and everything, what? and they wrote like this. I'm not kidding. Yeah. They wrote this no, big heard long rant. Yeah, I've heard. I read. They wrote this big long rant about how mm-hmm. awful it was and how they should apologize for even making it <laughs> and stuff. And uh, I ended up unfriending them because they had been making a lot of. Um, political statements i didn't quite agree with <laughs> well that and says they, all. yeah but, so i'm like <laughs> i mean it's it's the only adaptation of the little prince which actually has the blessing of um sont express uh, estate and family yeah. i think as well yeah but people are purists. It's, it's never going to please everyone yeah it's never going to please everyone. and if you're no, no, no. if you're a complete purist of the book yeah <clears throat> I mean, even if you're a complete purist of the book i think that it did something very smart in stepping away from trying yeah. to be a direct adaptation, and it, mm-hmm. but and the it argument was its becomes, own thing. Argument becomes why use that name unless you're going mm-hmm. to. That, that's what I've heard a lot. Of. Okay, okay. But mm. um, you know what I mean, like why you know yeah you can include it, but why use that name? But I don't. I mean, I I really um really love the film, so um you know right. it's interesting definitely. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely different. Mm-hmm. But it's it, I think it's a good different. I think they did a really yeah. good job with it. Yeah, so. yeah. Mm. I think it I I hope yeah. it proves to to um I don't know to whoever Studios? Yeah, to studios that audiences respond to different but still good. Yeah. yeah. Well, his in, his in a big way. I, his pitch was um, uh, incredible. Like <laughs> that um, box, that magic, you know, box of uh, of well, you know, props and um, puppets and uh, well. Oh right, yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. That suitcase yeah. was incredible. Um, and that alone yeah. was worth. Uh, I mean, just that part of the presentation is is was worth. Uh, Seeing, I, he yeah, he talked a little it. bit about that on the podcast. Yeah, we did. he didn't have that entire um, setup at the uh, demonstration needed for us, but I saw that at this at the screening. There was a um, uh, presentation after after the movie was, was shown. So, uh, but it, it, yeah, cheese. <laughs> it <laughs> made you envious, like when you're like, oh, that's so brilliant. Like how you know, how can I do something as magical? Um, pitch was really his film. And then at the end of the summer slash early autumn for us was Kubo yes. and the Two Strings. Yes. Yes. Freaking my favorite. Yes. Yeah, that that's yeah. my favorite film. Nothing can touch it. It was so <laughs> good. <laughs> so good. So good. Definitely like his best for me. Oh yeah. Mm. Hands down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, that that's saying it's it's interesting. We we like we say that's like one of their best films, and in, in hindsight, that's really that's amazing considering how most of the time we've talked about their other films like Coraline um, yeah. and uh, Paranorman, and how all like how highly those films are regarded. Like, like they just they just keep putting out good I haven't seen Box Trolls though, so I haven't, I wouldn't be able to mm-hmm. offer a good opinion no. of that one. But... <laughs> no, I love that film. I have a soft like spot Box for Trolls. all their movies. 
really. Uh, um, but but Kubo is like obviously Kubo's, they're they're yeah. most ambitious in every sense of the word, like production story. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I actually like um, at Universal and Hollywood they had um, this Magic of Leica exhibit where they brought oh, right. in a whole bunch of the set pieces and puppets from the films oh, yeah. and everything. And it's it was crazy seeing all of these set pieces and puppets in person. Like, they didn't even put any glass in front of them. Like, you could literally put your nose right up to all of them and stuff That's as long great. as you weren't, like, physically touching them. <laughs> they wouldn't yeah. yell at you. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you, there's nothing blocking you and the puppets and the sets. You could get up as close as you wanted to look at the detail and everything. And it's just incredible, the amount of detail, and then also just the progression of the detail and the skill that you see in the studio as you move from Coraline um, in uh, in a timological order that is not the correct term i don't know the term but chronological timological chronological (laughs) thank you (laughs) in chronological (laughs) order of their films and everything ending with kubo and you mean they had the actual ship that they built for kubo out of all those laser cut leaves (sighs) and everything Mm -hmm. Um, the skeleton that was they had the skeleton yeah yeah it towers over you and everything that that skeleton it's yeah. so big it literally like you turn around and you see it and you go oh my god because <laughs> it's, it's towering it over you and they have a and pose it, where its hands are outstretched over you <laughs> it felt big uh, in the movie too yeah oh no it, <laughs> like it's it big felt in real life like a i got you know shadow colossus vibes oh yeah the way, yes! the way really that big. was shot yeah it, it, uh, it's not just the way it's shot they actually made it really big it's yeah. their biggest puppet and i mean you just see it and it's it's just massive and yeah they, they, really, there's a really clip at the end sense. of the movie yeah where they, where they show it very briefly <laughs> i was in with kubo like two minutes into the movie oh same like quicker than yeah I oh god yeah. any other probably animated movie that i saw in 2016 yeah like i was it, it was it felt like a um like it had like a Kurosawa vibe going on, yeah. With all of these mm-hmm. like beautiful like matte painting, um, like so it was it was really vivid. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I wanted I, to be in it so bad. It. Like I wanted me to too. Want I was ho- I was I said this I think in the podcast, but it's just like I wanted to be I wanted it to be a virtual experience. Like I I was I was wishing mm. it would was in right. virtual reality so I could be in the film. Oh, that would be nice. Right. Maybe in the future, like 20 yeah. years down the line. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. yeah. You know, when we have... You know, I, well, yeah, as fast as we're going with technology and virtual reality, I wouldn't be surprised. But, yeah, no, like, that, the, just that the opening scene with the storm and um, Kubo's mother and the waves and everything, it just... The, the and speaking about... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, Yvonne, carry on. Exciting. <laughs> They're both so Those polite. Paper dolls, yeah, the paper dolls. But um, oh both, my gosh, that part really like, yeah. I um, I saw the 3D version and I was so glad. Yeah, ditto. <laughs> ditto. That, that that one was worth seeing in 3D. Okay, yeah. I like, remember my reaction. <laughs> I remember my reaction to that. I think I said to you, Yvonne, on the podcast, like, <laughs> my reaction to that was like, oh wow, the things are flying. <laughs> like like magic was the magic yeah, was real to me because exactly. I bought into yeah. it so much. Like, it wasn't like totally. I was watching a visual effect. 
Yeah. It was no. like, wow, those things he are levitating. Yeah, he yeah. came a kid again. He's like, yeah, this yeah. is happening. This is all real. Yeah. And I'm in this world now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was lucky enough to see a, a talk from Ty Johnson, I believe his name is, who is the uh, chief digital modeler or something at Leica. He came across came across and did a talk at Canterbury Anifest mm-hmm. and brought a little Kubo with him. So mm-hmm. a little Kubo puppet went all the way across the Atlantic oh, nice. and then back. <laughs> so awesome. I was I was in a room with with a Kubo, so that was cool. That's so nice. <laughs> he also he designed uh the he designed one of the uh, the um like the big snake the uh, you know I can't remember what it's called. Oh, the moon <laughs> uh the moon king. Uh, yeah, he created. Yeah, he beast. Yeah, he did that basically. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was spectacular. Sort of there was created that. There was stuff in this movie where like. Like we all know how animation works, but I was mm-hmm. just like watching it, like how the, how did they do that? Exactly, because it's like a true mixed media mm-hmm. movie. In that, on screen at once, there are probably like f- at least four different uh, animation techniques going on. You know, with like CG and like traditional um, 2D animation and God knows what else. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's. It's a real like triumph of of what Leica has been doing for a long time, but not quite as visibly, um, which is incorporating lots of different animation techniques uh, into that movie. That's why it's so. That's why it's so funny when people are like, "Oh, I love Leica because they're just keeping it old school and just doing stop motion traditional. None of that CG nonsense." Right. And it's like um, mm, they mix it. Mm. They it's, they make hybrid. Movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I mean, sorry, go ahead. I mean, to the point that some people don't actually realise it's even stop motion, <laughs> which I think is part of the reason why they put the bits at the end where you can see. I think you're it, right. Cause... I think you're dead right. Yeah. Because they're because oh. they're so polished. They're so yeah. polished that people might just. Oh yeah, I, I, I I've, I've, I've actually yeah, I've I've certainly talked to people who didn't realise it was, it was it was stop motion. The thing I love about Kubra as well is it has teeth. Like, yeah. I was I was talking to. Um, a few people around the time the film came out, um, the mother of a six-year-old and a four-year-old, I think, and she was like, "Oh, I had to take my kids out. They shouldn't make movies like this for kids." And I was just listening to her, like <laughs> grinning, like going, "That's exactly the sort of movie that kids like." Yep. Pinocchio. Love. Like, even mm-hmm. if, yeah, 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 exactly. We it's... all grew up with movies like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I appreciate yeah. it as well. It made good on the PG. Yeah, don't mm-hmm. don't be afraid to don't be afraid to scare children, as our friend Ed Hook says. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. don't be afraid to here, scare here. children. And like Zootopia, it gives children um, themes that they can understand very well. But we kind of, um, you know, uh, uh, um, we don't like to serve them. We think we have to either yeah. chop them up or put them in batter so they're friendlier to kids. And this was just like, nope, here is like the full, like you know, <laughs> like steak of mm-hmm. the of the matter. And I I, I liked that it didn't um, talk down to kids either. You know, you know what I loved um, last year is is talking to um, to Lauren uh, who worked. 
at Ardman, who ha- who then was tied to Leica because a lot of people from Ardman went to work at Leica. Oh, da- Danny. Oh, was it Danny? Oh, or Lauren? Who am I thinking yeah, of? Yeah. Oh, 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 Danny, Danny. Uh, oh, Lauren works yeah. at Winding Lauren... Snake, and that's my connection to her. Anyways, yeah. wow, that's wow, that's really windy, <laughs> windy thing. Um, <laughs> but anyway, remember we were talking about workflow, and uh, and I was asking, you know, sort of. Uh, because of that, because of the stop motion um, or CG printed objects that are then used as stop motion combined with CG elements, um, <laughs> I was sort of got a little bit obsessed about like parts and like how how that could be possibly organized and and what pro, um, production looked like, right? And then she, you know, when she talked about sort of the library of mouths, uh, that was exactly oh, the mouth yes, library. That, yeah. yes. that was I like that, that is exactly what I wanted to hear, and I've been thinking about that often. <laughs> <Since she described laughs> it. So that's where I think I going made, to check out. <laughs> I can't remember what happened. I made sure that was in the best of oh, episode because so that good. was a special. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, it really was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just realized that, well, it's it's not Kubo, but um, Sausage Party came out. Oh, oh no, right, God. yes. Around that, this time that, of year. That movie. Oh, we just it, took a that, major U-turn. That <laughs> Did anyone like, see it? Like, the, well, on. Well, only you. Only me. Really. I think I, I think was so. living there by a pretty yeah. cheap cinema, so it wasn't like a massive loss. Um, My good. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was weird. Like I didn't. It's very like non PC and like proud of that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it kind of did what I expected, and it's like it's not. I don't think it's a precedent for this to happen again in this way i mean not least since the um the full extent of what happened with the uh, production itself came to light mm, right um i think uh that's kind of yeah despicable and i'm kind of pleased that that became um a bit as big a story it did uh really especially you know when it's so it, i mean it's not okay it's never okay when people are underpaid or or poorly treated, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when you have like someone as huge as Seth Rogen, like connected to the story and taking a big chunk of um, you know, uh, of 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 the money involved, it just feels all the more sour. Yeah, equals ass hat. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's okay. <laughs> Let loose, one. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, this, I mean, that's the result. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just thought it was worth mentioning because, like, love it or, or lump it, it's still, like, when you look back at the the rainbow of animation in 2016, it makes a kind of, you know, pretty... It, it, it it does something, and maybe it's like a sickly green or something in the rainbow. It deserves but to it be talked about. It certainly makes up brown. The power. Mm-hmm. There's not only brown in in the rainbow, but we can make an exception. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big fat yeah. brown. Dark purple noise yeah. of a movie. Yeah. Yeah. I I re- I I really shouldn't say that, not having seen yeah, it. I but I th- yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think it's one of those weird cases where the tra- like if you don't think you're going to like it from the trailer, you're probably not going to like the movie. No. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that type of you know you know like how movies have personalities. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't have to like be with someone for a whole evening to know whether you don't like them or not. Sometimes yeah. it just takes like <laughs> sometimes it just takes like a trailer's worth, and you're like, all right, okay. Like thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs somewhere in the middle. Like depend. Just if you just live your if you're curious about it, just watch the trailer. If it's if you're thumbs up by the end, you're more than welcome to watch it. If you're thumbs down, avoid it at all cost. If you're middle mm-hmm. of the road, I eh, can't help you. <laughs> There aren't right. not surprises. It's just quite not good enough. That's all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did anyone see Storks? No, no, I missed the opportunity. No. I've heard mixed things about it. Like I've heard, like it's yeah. I would say it's it's kind of like this uh, a bit, kind of like Secret Life of Pets in the fact I've that it tries to be too. more humorous. Mm. Yeah, more, like it, it takes advantage of the fact that it's it's going for more of a humor edge to it, and when it does that, it succeeds. I'm not sure. Again, I've not seen the whole thing, so it's I can't really I don't really know the gambit of a or range of emotion that is explored in the movie. If it's just more humor than anything, or if it does try to actually be, you know, tell a good story and you know get reach an emotional core, I I really couldn't say. But I'm I'm I will admit I am I am intrigued enough to try and find out of what of well, the scope of the movie. Well, it did make. Our, our list of Team AFA's top animation releases of 2016. It did. Uh, our, our writer Ali Harris did choose it for one of her picks. Mm-hmm. Surprise! She, and she's commenting on how surprising that is. And from her description, she basically says it just works as a comedy really yeah. well uh, for her. Um, but it is an, another interesting uh, film in the year because it was another film directed by someone who's not traditionally from animation. It was. Um, oh yeah, who who said it again? I'm sorry. It was it was yeah it was it was like a, it was a, a joint effort. Oh okay. Yeah, but um, a joint directing effort. But the... um, he directed like Neighbors, I think. Is that right? Muppets Most Wanted, he or he produced them. Yeah, he, no, he he wrote he worked on the he co-wrote the Muppet movies. Oh okay. Right. And and he um I think he did Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Hmm. Okay. It was also co-directed by um, Doug Sweetland, who is probably best known for Presto, the um, the Pixar mm. short. Oh right. So okay. that that for me is why I wanted to see Storks because like if there's anything that of that funny. kind of, and it does seem to actually be a movie which like has great, like you were saying Yvonne about Secret Life of Pets like cartoony um physical humor in yeah you know, in the actual animation itself mm-hmm. nice. yeah it's it's from warners who are doing who warner animation group are doing interest they're taking a sort of interesting tack because a partly they're just doing lego movies but then they're also doing things like this mm. as well um which is smart really it's kind of like what um illumination have done like mm-hmm. found uh, I, it's probably the same audiences, but uh, in different circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah, they're carving out a little kind of like groove for themselves in terms of like what kind of film films that they're going to try and go with. So, um, in another edition of, did anyone see it? Uh, Trolls. Mm, oh no, no, not yet. Dad did not see that one. So yeah, um, people from work have begun to like catch up on it, um, particularly like ones with kids, um, and apparently it's really funny. And kind of like Secret Life of Pets, I guess Storks. It's not. It's apparently like. It's not trying to be, like a legacy picture, and it knows it, and it's apparently entertaining and funny all the way through. Uh, yeah, I've heard yeah, like nice. mixed things, but um, recently I've heard people, um, you know, uh, who have been catching up with it on on DVD with the kids. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. it's um it's actually really funny. Yeah, that's what I've heard too. Um, my friend who works at DreamWorks, she of course saw it, and she's pretty picky when it comes to animated films, and she actually enjoyed it too. So I just haven't gotten around to seeing it myself, mm-hmm. and now it's actually coming out on DVD like in I think two weeks. So now I'm just gonna wait for it to come out, <laughs> and I'll rent it. Um, but yeah, it just wasn't one that I was really in a rush to go out and see just from the trailers. Yeah, I think that's nice. the the marketing some, I, was not very good. The marketing was quite terrible. Like it really yeah, there were a couple not. of there were there were a couple of good scenes that they had. Um yeah. but like the first trailer was just like a dance and I understand they've got like Justin Timberlake in the movie and they kind of wanted to hit it from like a musical angle, but Right. I think that put many people off. You really um, did. But yeah, it was a hard time of year, I guess, for those movies because they kind of got um, quite quickly forgotten, it seems. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, and DreamWorks is still trying to get back into the black and everything and stuff. I mean, they just got bought by uh, NBC Universal. Oh, really? Yeah. Right. Yeah, really... yeah, that happened last year. They're really they're like um, busy transition. this year, aren't they, as well? They've yeah, they're got, in like, a major transition. Interesting. Yeah, so it's like major transition, reshuffling of people. Uh, there are more layoffs at the features department. Um, they're Is leaning that because more towards... of China? You no, know, I Is don't that... think it's... I think it was because of the merger, like, positions that became moot because they already had the same thing at Universal. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, where it was like a duplicate and everything, so no longer a necessary mm. position. Um, and then it, like it just feels like they're focusing more on their television department compared to the features, because features is only going to be one film per year now. And uh, okay, gotcha. There's yeah, and then you got your television department, which they've got a whole bunch of series running in the mill and everything. And I feel like their television department's much more successful than their films now to be honest and mm-hmm. you've got you got Voltron you've got Dragons you've got Home uh, The Croods is done they're ending that that's surprising they ended that that's surprising because I mean surely Kung Fu Panda like 3 still made like bucket loads worldwide it did right but I mean ever since Rise of the Guardians they've kind of been on this downward mm-hmm. spiral and been trying to come back up and I feel like that wasn't more so the film. It was more the timing of that release because it came out on the same weekend as one of the Twilight films. So, 
Huh. Yeah. yeah. So I think whoever planned that release was not very smart. Uh, and that's what that's what did it because the film itself is good. Um, it's just the release timing and stuff. And then I think there was a major Disney animation release that came out like a week or two later that just buried Rise mm. of the Guardians. <laughs> so we're like, almost at the end of the multiplex friendly mm. animation year review. Uh, I think it brings brings us to Moana. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was next on the list is Moana. And we all saw Wait. that. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. We all totally uh, saw that. I, I've... <laughs> I, I, I really kind of think it's my favourite. Really? Yeah. I really do. Yeah. I really do. I just love it. It's so I know. Good. If, if you listen, if you listen to me go on about it on the podcast, oh my god, our episode. I'm so sad I missed that. I, yeah. <laughs> I. I I I needed you. I needed you because I was sorry. I was. I felt like I was the one defending it. <laughs> Were you defending? Well, they, no. <laughs> no. No. They, oh my they god. Didn't, no. No one. No one didn't like it. It's just. It's just. They weren't as enthusiastic. That was all. Oh, come <laughs> on. I'm not going to many... say it's a perfect movie. That's yeah, not, 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 not a perfect movie. Had... There were parts that took me out of the experience. That's all yeah. the problem I had with it. The land of the monsters under the sea. That's what took me out for a bit. I was like, yeah. um, what? And, and that, that whole song, that that shiny, it's got like this very David Bowie feel. And it just didn't line up with the rest of the music and everything. I know, I'm like, I'm like, this is, I, I'm like, this is a Jermaine. really trippy scene. Oh, yeah. Jermaine, he was great and everything and stuff. It was just that scene, even though like by itself it's it's a fun scene and it's a fun song, it just doesn't mesh. Exactly. I was really surprised to learn that Rip Rap Hamilton Brat guy um wrote that song in the yeah. style of um Lynn Manuel Concords. Yeah. Yeah, and Yeah, Lynn Manuel wrote he also it. Did it to pay, he wrote to pay tribute to Bowie at the he same time. He wrote a lot of the songs. He wrote I think pretty much all of them. And yeah, he did. It, yeah, it, it's funny because he listened to the deluxe soundtrack, and he, actually they have all of his demos he did for each of the songs, and they they're he he actually wrote that he recorded most of those in his um in his dressing room at Hamilton <laughs> between shows. Wow. Yeah. And then um, he originally he wasn't going to be seeing in the film at all, um, but they liked him so much on that. Uh, one song we know the way and everything mm-hmm. that john lasseter mm-hmm. decided to include him in the song and they oh, actually have been, awesome. they actually recorded a um, video of john lasseter telling lin-manuel that he was going to be in the movie and everything <laughs> singing and stuff and it's so funny because he just like just about breaks down <laughs> and everything <laughs> he's so excited <laughs> and everything and it works well and everything it's just like that transition from the um what, what's the language? Oh my gosh! Like the the is it Tahitian or something? It's it's a Polynesian language that they're singing in and everything. Yeah, that's their, their native language, and then that transition into the English um, yeah. translation with it. I think it's great. And then like having those wayfarers singing it in their native language and everything, and then it just being over in English and everything. They're not singing it and everything anymore when it's in English. So yeah, it, I we think, know the way is probably my favorite song of the entire movie. That was like one of my favorite scenes. Mm-hmm. I just I love it. It's so energizing and stuff, and so great. That and the um, 
the part where she's where Grandma Tala spoilers uh, spoiler warning um, <laughs> uh, where Grandma Tala comes back to her in spirit form and everything mm-hmm. and she's in the middle of the ocean and just that whole like I am Moana song mm-hmm. yeah and everything that was like powerful I was like crying in the theater like oh my god it's so pretty (laughs) 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 oh oh and the the third act and everything more spoilers when she realizes that Teka is actually Tafiti that was a nice twist I like that a lot and just the ocean like parting for her to go back and give her the back her heart and everything and Mm -hmm. it's just like with the song and the power of that scene you feel it mm. it was I a good look into the other scene in the earlier in the movie with uh when she was given the heart in the first place yeah i mean this is just like that was just like a powerful scene like you could just feel it like emanating off the screen especially if you watched it in 3d you were like oh my god i got tingles <laughs> sorry sorry dan you were gonna say something <laughs> yeah i just i i did like that too i i really appreciate how it really um, made good on the fact that it was like a folk tale. Yeah. Um, and I've since heard like uh, less than positive things about how it manages to. I mean, it's Disney, so it's not going to be um, like culturally um, accurate every point. Apparently, they the movie did their play... research, though. Like they, uh, they absolutely did. I've heard they really did their research. I've I've heard. Um, uh, if, if, I've seen I've seen a few interesting like articles where yeah um, people have broken down why um, the movie uh, doesn't work for them because it flattens out a lot of cultural things and um, mixes and matches where it's appropriate, which Disney is always going to do. They're um, always going to do. But I feel like with this one, they made more of a substantial effort than they yeah. have in the past. Yeah, um, absolutely. I agree. Yeah, no, I know. Like, I completely y- You agree. look at, like, Aladdin and how much that was culturally appropriated compared mm-hmm. and to... Just, and the same director now. as well. Yeah. So and they... Then compare it with Moana and everything mm-hmm. and how, like, they really made a substantial effort to, like, represent the culture and understand the culture that they were bringing to the screen and everything, mm-hmm. like they physically like went over and spent time with these people and everything and actually like participating in wayfaring and learning their cultural dances, their cultural traditions. And I mean, and then even including it in the music as well. Mm-hmm. And, so, and then even releasing a translation of the film specifically for them, like the first animated film of its kind translated into Tahitian. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know that. They, that's that's great. Yeah, they did. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they actually tran- did a, an audio dub in Tahitian and released it specifically for them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I'd like to see it in Tahitian. To be honest, I think it'd be. Cool. I, yeah, I, you know I, what? So would I. Yeah, I honestly yeah. would too. I think. I, yeah, I think I, for me, overall, the movie is really good. In the yeah. in in the in the good sense and in the negative sense, it reminded mm-hmm. me of like a '90s Disney movie. Yeah. Where, yeah, that's, it, that's why it I was, love it so it's, much. It's, it's really <laughs> wholesome and really fun. It is. It um, is. But slightly, um, I mean, we uh, we spoke about this in length at length um, in the um, in the Moana episode that we did. Yeah, we did. But 
I think that yeah, our little I bonus that, episode that went to hours. I think that Ron and John, um, Ron Clemens and John Musker have a little bit of a problem when it comes to wanting the audience to always feel safe, and as a result, yeah. the movie doesn't quite make good on the perils that it kind of tries to talk about. I never right. felt particularly like I was, um, or like the characters were in like the sort of danger that they were talking mm. about. Yeah. Um, and also, it has problems. I think when. Um, at the end of the movie um, one of the characters leaves and I felt that was kind of a false note um, just to set up the climax which which I really like the climax because yeah, I, it I, makes I, good I, on the fact that it feels like a fairy tale and the yeah. fact that for the first no, time in a long time a Disney movie yeah. um, has a musical climax as well because lots of yeah. um, lots of the musicals have a problem where there'll be music in the first act and maybe one at the end of the second act, but um, there won't, you know, it won't be a musical all the way through. And like I really Frozen. like that Moana. <laughs> yeah, exactly like Frozen. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like all of a sudden there's no more musical and I'm like, you could have had such a great villain reprise or something of Love is an Open Door, but like in minor. That would have been really good. That would have been like, like I, I always thought that would have been brilliant because I mean, it's like, that's technically Hans's villain song in Frozen and everything Dude, because that's really he is good. yeah because for him love is an open song. door to it does it, and it would have worked because then it, like after he reveals he could have done a great reprise with in mm. a minor key and everything like revealing the true meaning for him of that song and everything and yeah. stuff and, and, and it was like the fact that he wanted chilling. to push her off that, that, that would have been really good. Power. It was such a missed yeah. opportunity. That's like one of the things that bugs me about Frozen because I'm like, oh, majorly missed opportunity there. <laughs> that would have oh, been so good. great. That's a maybe really good go point. Because I've heard people, <laughs> I've heard people go for the obvious, like you know, there should be a want to build a snowman reprise. Um, no. No. Nah. Okay. Nah, we don't need that. But we're getting that. distracted. But yeah, I, I agree with you on that point with that one character leaving in Moana and said that felt a little contrite to me at the mm-hmm. time. If it, it felt, especially with what had just occurred beforehand, I'm like, wait, whoa. I could feel like the a... cogs working, like, for the plot. Yeah. Yeah, it was such a flip. <laughs> I was like, uh. oh, and then, like, the, the, end, the end sequence after, um, I, I kind of got a little Fantasia 2005. <laughs> yeah. Did anyone else yeah. get that? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, the Firebird <laughs> sequence. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that part, I, I got a major Fantasia 2005. I was like, oh my god, okay, cool. <laughs> so, we haven't reached, I like, wondering... my favorite animated movies of this year yet, <laughs> of, of 2016 yet. Because, mo- well, most of them were not the big American ones. I think it was oh, yeah. an amazing was year for um, Independent. Um, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. What about the so, red tortoise? Is that what you're getting at, Dan? Um, oh, um, well, actually, I wouldn't. I, I, I did see that last year, but I'm. Mm-hmm. I think it's only fair to talk about the general releases. Oh, okay. Um, I also saw my life as a zucchini, zucchini slash courgette slash eggplant slash trunk on the on the highway in my truck that's full of gas. Yeah, the. the what? To, to, what? To give it to to give it its you know localized title. Wow, that was long and confusing. Yeah, 
Well, it, exactly. <laughs> That's kind of the point. <laughs> In that it was, uh, I, I don't get why that title changed, because, anyway. Because Americans cause, cause yet zucchinis. Because they choose the Italian name rather than the French one. I, well, yeah. we like Italians sure. better. That's, we don't call well, them French that's fries. True. We call them we call them freedom yes. fries. <laughs> I will never subscribe to that. I'm sorry. Me wow, neither. Jill just, just Jill like, just got real. I did get real. Yeah. <laughs> in America, right. we're the greatest country in the world. Dang it! And yet we love miraculous ladybug. America. Yes. Um, so no, the, the ones I wanted to like talk about that we kind of mm. missed mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of uh, like different release dates all around the world. Um, mm-hmm. First, like for me, was like Miss Hoxai, which I saw back in April uh-huh. uh, as a limited UK release, mm-hmm. um, mm. and I was really surprised by this. And I think I just I've I like it more and more the more I see it. Um, it's a really mm-hmm different type of movie like I wouldn't say different type of animated movie it's, it's a different type of movie um, to like your normal sort of biopic uh, mm-hmm. yeah I I could watch that again and again because it's at once a portrait and at once a historical sort of um, movie where you get different attitudes and trends and religious practices and things like that all woven into um, you know, quite an entertainingly told, uh, like loose story. Uh, I I I really liked that. I thought that was yeah, that was definitely. excellent. I was really surprised by it. Um, and then also, I don't know when the release for this was was, but April in the Extraordinary World. April. Yes. Ah, yeah. It came out in April. Right, April in that April. <laughs> that right. Was good. Yeah. I wondered. This 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 was my my favorite in indie. Animation yeah, of the year. So yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, I love this movie. Even though I felt the love yeah. story was kind of contrived. <laughs> um, I was like, I, That's kind of standard. Um, I, I know it's it standard, so but I was still just like, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was very imaginative. And it was like, it, it goes to areas that you don't expect. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, 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 absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was one of my favorite things about it was like, that it was kind of like like I can only really think of Raiders of the Lost Ark where it starts in one place and you cannot possibly imagine that you're going to get to all the places that you do in the movie mm-hmm. from your starting point mm-hmm. um, like a true adventure movie it just yeah. you know it, it gets crazy by the end and I was I was with it all the way that's it for that movie just see it it's on Amazon Prime in the UK at least uh, so check yeah, it out I think it's, and it's... On Amazon Prime here too, I want to say. But it's you can't buy it on Blu-ray here, which is annoying. So I want to find out if it's region-free, so I can import it because I want it in HD. Yes, mm-hmm. you might. I, I have a feeling the French import might be a good bet hey, because we're the same be region as them. Um, Blu-ray. We oui. we oui, oui, yeah. <laughs> are. Um, yeah. Uh, what else happened? Like, uh, Phantom cr- Boy. Phantom Boy. I was just here to say yeah. that. I love that movie. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I still haven't Jinx, seen that. You owe me a soda. Yes, <laughs> <a> soda. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you owe her a root beer and a. Oh boy. Good luck getting that to her. Cup of Freedom fries. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, yeah, Phantom. I'm I'm so happy that I got that had the opportunity to see Phantom Boy this year because I because I remember I I've been wanting to see a, um a Cat in Paris uh one of the same people who made yeah. Phantom Boy and I never had the opportunity to see it for a long time, but then. I got to see. I think I, t- I technically saw this movie first, and that you know, that that kind of pushed me over there. It's like, okay, I'll, I'll track this movie down and I'll watch it. But I, even after watching both movies, there's something about how the way they tell the story in Phantom Boy that is just it's it's very different. But it's I don't know. There's still just a, just a charm to it that I immediately latched onto, and that kind of carried me through the I whole movie. I liked it a lot more. I like Phantom Boy a lot more than Cat in Paris. Yeah. I'd mm. say. Cat in Paris is okay, uh, but <laughs> Phantom Boy is great. Oh, he's so he's so sweet, and he's very like I love it when he he meets the cop, you know, that's the yeah. focal point behind that whole mystery. He's just like he's just chatting him up. He's like, oh no, wait, I have this really cool ability. I'll be able to help you out. And it's like, and he's like, wait, what? And then he then he like you know he he goes into his phantom form and he goes out into the into the city to you know help keep an eye on his reporter his reporter friend. And it's just like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. This is such a neat concept for uh, kind of like an adventure. I wouldn't say adventure, like more of like a. What kind of how what 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 would you say would be like its definition? Because I've I've been trying to like figure that out. Like the you know after after watching, like what would you really like define the movie as in terms of like I guess genre? I guess other than because it's 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 not like it's not, not detective film. I guess like you guess, would you say? Because no, you you know who the bad guy is. Well, it, in a way, it's kind of a superhero movie, but with a noir twist. Yeah, um, I guess it's... It's kind of a detective movie, and it's kind of... It's... it's, weird. it's The fact that he was struggling so to, to describe it, yeah, that's exactly what kind yeah. of makes it intriguing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't really define it, but that, because you can't define it, it makes it all the more fascinating to watch. And it's got a concept that you can't... Um, that you could, that uh, like a big Hollywood studio never touched. You wouldn't have like a kid in hospital who seems to have cancer as a hero. Mm. Um, I mean, it's never said, but you kind of it's, it's kind implied. of spelled out. It's very much implied. Implied, yeah. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. I don't know anything about the movie, and I kind of want to. Oh. Did that no, sound amazing? Definitely check it out. Yeah. It sounds like Casper. It's not, that's not. A it spoiler. doesn't sound like Casper, but it <laughs> sounds like Casper. Yeah, that's funny. I. It's not like Casper. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> uh, it's it's hard to like because um I think that was like made in 2015, as was Miss Oxide, but released in English in 2016. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. when we saw it. Um, I, I don't know what kind of is next plugging up the gap. I wanted, okay, I just want to talk about, um, Long Way North, which was, which had like a, the, a blip of a release, um, uh, um, in the UK, uh, but has since sort of like, it cropped off on TV and that was where I was able to watch it. Um, Yeah, it was it was on Sky, uh, subtitled, thankfully as well, because I've heard not great things about the dub. Um, it's not right. good. <laughs> that, that might have been for me. You and like a few <laughs> others as well. Um, mm. But yeah. I was so glad I got to see this finally because I've been looking forward to it ever since, like seeing 
like a proof of concept trailer that um, mm. the production made uh, a while ago. But yeah, I was kind of blown away by this. Did you? Did anyone else see this? No, I have not seen it yeah. yet. I re- I reviewed it for the site. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Of course. Um. I was I was stunned by it. I I I think I like. I took to Twitter like immediately after watching it um, to gush. And I was, (laughs) I was struck by the style because it served the story so well. And I don't remember that happening so well, like since princess Kaguya where the style you kind of got over with over um, how it looked very quickly because the, the movie just kind of wrapped you in. And it's, it's a very like, it's a very short, movie i think it's about 70 minutes um but it yeah. doesn't oversay it's welcome uh and i really liked that about it as well the fact that it was very uh confidently directed and told and uh yeah i i loved it and i can't wait for the for the next one from this team um that is calamity chain or something yeah i i think what it had a release next, yeah. Probably via G Kid, probably via G Kids, right? Uh, no, it came. It was Shout Factory. Right. It just came out on DVD in the US and right. Blu-ray. It's not. It's not available on Blu-ray in the UK. But, yeah, boohoo. Uh, it just came out this past right. week. You can buy it on um, in America in HD, though. I know that much. Mm-hmm. You should. You should yeah, watch it, it on out. the crispest, best screen that you got because it's a it's a real mm-hmm. treat. Everyone, everyone. Um, yeah, I watched nice. it uh, with my mum actually, Chris, and because uh, I was around hers over Christmas, and I've heard a few mm-hmm. people say this. It reminds people in England, particularly, uh, uh, of the um, retro like railway posters. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, say th- that. Th- there were these like um, railway posters that were made, kind of promoting each town. Um, mm-hmm as like a sort of local tourism thing and yeah it, the the style of the movie I think is reminiscent of that um I'm trying to think if there's any other big things that that I've forgotten um well, I know that there were a lot of Ghibli well, um well the the we had of course we had the Ghibli movies that were that had not been released in the west widely before mm-hmm. they got right. their like you know, um only yesterday and uh, Ocean Waves mm-hmm. both got their uh, got their time in theaters. Starting yeah, that was exciting last year. Yeah, so that that's that's pretty big as far as that studio is concerned. And I'm again, I'm really glad I got the opportunity to see them. I'm I pretty much as soon as Only Yesterday went on DVD, I made sure I got that because it was it was such a good movie, and I'm <laughs> I'm I'm supposed to I am also surprised and I understand why. Uh, why it, it took this long before it got oh, an English Disney would show. never have touched it with a 10-inch No, pole. not in a million years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just, um, it's it's one of those, like, interesting things that I think people were talking about ever since Di- um, Disney bought the Ghibli, the Ghibli movies. Like, oh, they just want movies like Kiki and Totoro, and they're not prepared to accept that Ghibli also make movies like Only Yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, which are which is kind of as unlike a Disney animated movie as you could get. <laughs> I liked it. Though. Then there was the 
Then there was the other film that I included as my pick for the best of 2016, which was something I saw at the very okay, end of the year. Okay, we're here. We're here. This actually, is my favourite. Actually showed that actually showed on, on BBC over mm-hmm. Christmas, and that is F1. Uh-huh. Oh, which, can we see that? Me either. Which is masterpiece, yep. and it's beautiful. And I don't know when I'm going to be able to watch it again, though. Uh, That's a good point. That's a, yeah, is, is it on, on iPhone? Um, I, don't, I don't mean like that. Oh, I see. You what, yes, DVD. okay. Yeah, um, I, I did make a, a bold prediction going forward when I saw the trailer that it was going to emotionally affect me a mm. little bit, that I thought. And I have I have a confession mm-hmm. to make. I am, I am, I am pretty much an absolute softy and I do get emotionally affected by films a lot and maybe get a little something in my ear maybe my ear yeah. <laughs> a little get something in my that's ear so emotional. which I is yeah, unusual I have to leave the yeah. room when that yeah that's how emotional yeah the body just my stops working even sometimes yeah. yeah sometimes sometimes up my nose who knows I'm still that emotional um yes I get affected you know even sometimes by by an advert and film, you get the feels so bad that you get something in your ear yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't often get to the stage where there's actually leakage uh, <laughs> from your tear. Cry at movies is what I'm saying. No, yeah, yeah. and this got me. I, this got me good. Yeah, this. So the the weird thing about the the thing that excites me about this movie is the thing that also makes me anxious about it. Um, as we sort of like let it travel the world now um mm-hmm. it's such a british movie like through and through and mm-hmm. i've i've been waiting like for a long time for a for for a british movie like this that is you know as as british as like the sean of the just like the sean the dead or hot fuzz where <laughs> it first speaks to a local audience and then the rest mm-hmm. kind of you know, the rest of the world can catch up if it wants. Because the thing, I mean, it, as you said, Chris, it played um, at the BBC over Christmas. And the viewing mm-hmm. figures it had were huge. I think like 13 million. No, that's wrong. No, that's wow. no, that's not right. That's not right at all. <laughs> um, but the, number, the, yeah, the viewing figures were huge, right? And... Um, yeah. Uh biggest you've ever seen bigly it was big <laughs> league it was big league stuff and and everyone everyone seems to have a similar kind of reaction to it where it reminded them of either their grandparents their great-grandparents or uh, someone absolutely. they knew yeah and mm. it's so it's 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 almost like a piece of social history um as animation because there are events that shapes people's lives in this country and uh, around the UK uh, that this film depicts and I don't think like it's the sort of thing that the sorts of stories which you only ever hear about and I haven't ever seen in movies Um, yeah and for me like that's why this movie is so special because it it, it, it's animation playing the role uh, as animation um assuming the role as, as like social historian 
Um, and it just also helps a lot that it's an amazing movie and it's mm. beautifully uh, animated and it's also really gorgeous. gorgeous. It's also um, really delicately directed. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how it's as good as it is. Um, it's a really hard thing to explain because it's not really, it doesn't have a story. It's just about some people's lives. And mm. yeah, it's that's all you need for a story. Over, over, 40, over 40, years. 40 years. Yeah. So you see the <laughs> shape of the country change. And also excitingly, I'm not sure if you noticed this, Chris, because I actually kind of didn't want to watch it on TV. I've seen it twice now. Um, I saw it once at the premiere and then I saw it again um, over Christmas on TV. But they mm-hmm. they they show like how their house changes and scene to scene like little bits and pieces will have moved or disappeared or um, a rug will be gone and replaced and they'll have redecorated and they'll have new sofas or something and it's like it's yeah, those well, delicate touches which like make the film as as yeah just uh, unbelievable for me really it's, this is a film I watched like with my family all around, and there were you know there were points where like where my dad my mum would say to my dad, well, that they, that picture they've got on the wall was like what your mum <laughs> yeah. had, things like that, and it's just it's just so even though these are not people you actually knew, they're so close like everyone's you know only a, a few generations away from someone, and it's just. It's just so affecting, and it's so beautifully done. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, I I really hope that um that the rest of the world sees something in it because mm-hmm. I think it, it it's it's one of those like rare movies which really manages to capture like a a, a lot of like the heart and um, the soul of Britain at least in the twentieth century. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, it's very easy to uh, to write off, um, you know, old feelings, uh, particularly in in mm-hmm. the current climate. Um, and it's I don't think it's nostalgic because it presents things uh, and particularly people in a unidealized way. <laughs> hey, too, please. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, he was looking up at me from my bed and he just jumped Was there up. an attack? Uh, well, he just jumped up. He hasn't started climbing all over me yet. He's very attention hungry right now. Aww. If Kitty you can't hear. Loves. Kitty wants loves. Uh, yeah. Um, like, but anyway, um, we finally got there and I, yeah, I'm with you, Chris. This was my favorite animated movie of last year, hands down. Ooh. That's really cool. I I do know I do know that it got it had a screening at a festival in the US already this year, and it got like audience awards. Oh, very so good, great. awesome. So hopefully that is you know the way it's going. Hopefully, go. yeah. I think it um if this uh if yeah if if this is the face of the country that the rest of the world sees then. I'd I'd be very mm. proud and and happy with that. 
That's really cool. I I, I can't. I mean, obviously, I love the snowman, and I know it's the same kind of animation mm. for this movie. So that I oh, that alone makes me want to see it. But well, it's the same you kind of stuck. animation. But I mean, really, I mean, when you look at the snowman, it's a very uh, it's a lovely film. But technically, the animation just like goes leaps and about like leaps and bounds above above that. <laughs> I hear some purrs over there. I'm s- the purrs I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't be sorry. sorry. Awesome. Hi, toothless. <sighs> you are such an attention whore right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> Any other movies of 2016 that does you anyone wants to talk about before we try looking ahead a little bit? For <laughs> what what well, might be coming our way 2017? I have to. I must. Um, I must uh, talk about Animation Nights in New York just a little bit. Yes, just, definitely. Yes, please. The festival because. Honestly, uh, we had you know our first annual event, um, which was a culmination yep. of our monthly our monthly screening event starting September 9th, twenty fifteen, um, and uh, and it was really it was such uh, an amazing time. I'm so proud of the whole team, uh, everyone who's involved, and um, you know as you know <laughs> because Rachel, mm-hmm. you were there to witness it. Uh, we had two days yep. of panels, really amazing panels. Um, we had terrific content, se- secondary content from G Kids, um, uh, Ted Ed, and New York Times Op Docs, and uh, we had a floor of virtual reality experiences with content from Framestore and uh, really amazing content from uh, Armin Nathan Love, and uh, I, we, it was just incredible. And everyone just kind of hit the ground running and um as soon as the thing you know just it went so it seemed to it felt like it sort of went by itself everyone just did um what they signed up to do and and uh and and then we had a full house for uh the uh, final screening event which was great yep. and um a terrific after party and um we're looking forward to to this coming year but uh you know it was uh it was a real success and and um and it was a real, uh, you know, privilege to be working with everybody on it. And uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens this year. But that was a, a real, uh, no, not just for me, but just you know, for everyone involved. And it, to see the number of films that have come through um, has been super inspiring. And um, I uh, really can't wait to. Um, I need to. I can't wait to work on my own project as well. But um, you know, we've got you know some really exciting stuff coming up for this year. Uh, um, for Animation Nights in New York and, and a lot of really incredible partnerships um, uh, sort of coming together for this year too. But um, but last year, I have to say, for all the craziness and the um, wretchedness and the weird political climate, and mm-hmm. you know, I have to say that was sort of a, a shining um, beacon for me. <laughs> and um, I I clung to it with both hands. No, but it was it was really it was a lot of hard work, but it was um, it was really terrific. And and I love that. Uh, animation for adults and animation nights in New York, you know, are kind of, you know, sibling, <laughs> sibling uh, entities, you know, um, I love that too. But uh, yeah, it was real. It was great. It was a great time. And it was it was uh, it was inspiring. 
Yeah, uh, going being able to go to Animation Nights New York was a major highlight for of 2016 for me, and I'm again I'm very very grateful that I was able to come by and be able to experience it all and get to see, like I said, all the the great you know the great guests that you guys had this you know this past year with you know Mark Mark Osborne, all the voice actors you're able to have come in your panels, you know Nathan Love and. It's and, and just to be able to watch the you know all those animated shorts on the big screen was been just so cool. Yeah, I mean it was really it was something. I mean, considering the fact that it all just sort of started, you know, as this small idea, like oh yeah, we're starting this thing up, we're gonna show some films, um, you know, and now, <laughs> you know, like I said before, you know, we have close to three thousand films that have been submitted from around the world, and um. And uh, not to mention the fact that, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but that short list of Oscar-nominated uh, animated shorts, we've we've selected two of those. Really? <laughs> so it's really, um, oh, wow. it was very validating <laughs> yeah. to, to see that. And, uh, you know, we've been involved, one we've, we've screened already um, via any screen, um, and uh, the other is, you know, is accepted and is on our list. Um, I, I keep looking forward to screening it, but anyway, it was again, it was very validating, and, and we've, the work that's come through has been been something else. Um, I just, you know, look forward to to uh, you know what's going to happen this this year. But uh, yeah, yeah I was, I'm, I'm looking forward to that too. I hope to see if uh, what's what's next down for uh, Animation Nights New York for 2017 because it's it's it considering how well everything went over for 2016, it's it's just going to be. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we have the uh, regular monthly uh, events continuing at 180 Main Lane. We've got uh, rescreen events happening at the Gutter in Williamsburg, and then uh, we're going to premiere the Cinema in the Sky events at One World Trade Observatory. Uh, starting, it's been pushed uh, to February. Um, we don't, we have a tentative date but um it's not quite been finalized yet but we're we're playing a, a program that was uh, a really terrific program there uh for them and then uh you know i'm talking to we've got some really interesting stuff related to virtual reality coming up and we're also now showing virtual reality experiences at the monthly events so we're curating content for that and um and um other few other things that I can tell you guys offline that just happened the other day that um, are going to be really exciting. But please, everyone, submit your films and um, and uh, <laughs> definitely, uh, you know, keep keep us on your radar and, and try and be a part of it as much as you can. We're hoping to get do more stuff uh, that will sort of incorporate uh, people who want to be a part of it virtually and um and uh, maybe via Skype. We, we have a few things, we have details you have to hammer out, but we're, we're hoping to sort of incorporate everyone so you don't have to be, you know, in New York City uh, to see stuff. But, yeah, that'll, that'll all be announced soon. And then, meanwhile, we'll just plan the uh, the next uh, Best of Fest for 2017. But, Sounds yep. awesome. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So if we're going to do a, a look ahead, uh, we've been going on quite a long time, or, uh, so I thought, I've got the article here that I wrote, 2017, a year ahead mm-hmm. in an animated film, and I thought I thought if we just go down <laughs> it, <laughs> cool. and say, if we want to talk about any of them, uh, well, first up was Ocean Waves, which is in cinemas now, but is 
is in the US, but it's actually really old. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, I know Rachel's just written up. A yeah, definitely that, check so that out. Say, go and read the rev- check that out. Um, we might talk about it at some point more and in the water cooler section when we've all watched it. Uh, the Red Turtle is out in American cinemas now. Oh, wait, uh, what? Uh, limited. Wait, what? Anyway. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it came, it, it came oh. out on Friday. Uh, I, I think know this. people were. That's probably yeah. a good. Uh, <laughs> oh, we were just a little yeah, bit distracted I'm... by. Um, Jesus Christ. Sorry, guys, I gotta go yeah. get a movie yeah. ticket. I'll, 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 I gotta catch up later. That's like Bye. the worst. That's like worse than opening against Star Wars. <laughs> I. That's when Voltron that's when Season 2 is, came is, out. Is that, that a, um, is that a mainline in that? Run, Chris? Do you reckon? Um, well, it's already had it's already had an Oscar. Oh yeah, no, that has to be in no, November. It's too late. It? Yeah. Um, okay. It's already had that. It's had screen. It's had screenings in LA and New York. I okay. think, which is what it needs. I think it's going to be a hard um, movie to, yeah, travel too far outside of big cities and things, what? right? I don't even. I think yeah. I don't even have any showings near me, and I live in Irvine, so. <laughs> Wow, that's craziness. Let me change the radius to a hundred uh, miles. <laughs> Maybe within a hundred miles, I can find a showing. <laughs> no. What? Yeah, wow. this is crazy. That's I know. Crazy. I I have nothing, and I'm like within forty miles of Los Angeles. So that's surprising. It's it's it is a a very um. I don't. I want to use like the word pure. <laughs> In in like in in the sense about it because it's a very pure movie because ah I found I mean, it I can imagine people who like saw like the f- first twenty minutes of like Wally like going oh yeah I love silent mm. animation like that's 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 great probably having a hard time with it because it's there's no dialogue and there's very little mm. music mm. so it's uh, it's a mm. real it's a real like art house animated animated movie. Mm-hmm. I wanna see it so bad. <laughs> we all do. It's not coming out here till I think I think it's coming out in the summer here, I think. Oh that's mm-hmm. bad. Sorry. I mean like that's that's probably not yeah. a good time for it. Well, I think that's when they said it's right. coming out anyway. My I hope mm-hmm. Easter because it probably could do well in the, you know, in the Ghibli slot that Studio Canal mm. usually has. Okay. Lego Batman. Okay. Yeah. Lego Batman. Oh. Lego Batman. The bat, the Batman movie we did. Uh. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. The burning yeah. question, though, are we going to have to watch yeah. his parents die again in another retelling of that? Yeah, but like in, in a more yeah, hilarious take on it, I bet. Yes. If they if they can find a funny take on a double parent murder, then uh, <laughs> I am intrigued. I'm sure they can. Well, if it's at least as funny as the one in Batman vs Superman. <laughs> <be okay>. Oh, <laughs> sick burn. I haven't mm. even seen that, but that me either. Would be unfair to laugh. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, no, I'm bad. absolutely but, looking forward to this because I've not been excited about superhero movies for a long time. And, uh, yeah, this looks like a good, uh, yeah, antidote to all that. Yes. <laughs> it just looks fun. And it's got a great cast. Yes. Um, that wasn't actually next to the list, but it, it was a perfect place to put it in. Um, and also later in the year, Lego Ninjago nah. is coming out. No idea if that's going to be any good, but it's another Lego movie. So you need to see a trailer first. Was that in the cinema release? Exactly. <coughs> yeah. yeah. I thought that was going to be a DVD release, but okay. Part of the, part, part of the Lego cinematic universe that we have. Why? Now, but why? Uh, because. You have to have that. Duh. Um, and then My Life is a Yes! Right. Uh, slash Eggplant. Slash my life is a courgette that you can't get in England at the moment because of weather or something Um, yes so that's coming out in February we're excited about that apart from Dan has already seen it I'm so excited Uh, about it (laughs) lucky yeah, I, but but you're not excited. In this, you're not excited to see right. it. Right. Yes. You okay. Yeah. It. Oh. No, I'm excited yeah. for everyone else yeah. to see it. Ah. Uh, a, a silent voice is getting a UK release, and that is an anime film co- from Kyoto Animation, based on a popular manga about a um, a teenager who uh, was a bully to a deaf girl when he was younger. Oh yes, I've heard he of this decides, one. Decides to try and make up to a I don't know much else about it, but it's um, getting a limited cinema release in the UK from Anime oh. Limited. Okay, so then beyond the Lego Batman movie, Rock Dog, the Chinese movie from animated by Real FX, that was the biggest flop in Chinese. Yeah. No, it was the big, most expensive Chinese animated film, and it was a flop. Uh, it it looks all right. It's got ideas. I'm doing a voice in the English version. Uh, that's all I have to say. <laughs> Uh, and then G Kids are releasing Moon Guardian of the Moon, French CG feature from 2015. Looks pretty. Did you see character <laughs> uh, designs. Yeah. Um, and then uh, a film that was released here called Ballerina no. is a French animated feature. It, it's being released as Leap uh-huh. in America. Mm. Looks reason. interesting. Uh, yeah, but I don't know why they renamed it's it. It's got. <laughs> Because it's like frozen and that, tangled and yeah, oh, exactly. Well, excuse us. <laughs> Which I'm, I'm, I'm impressed that they just call Moana Moana. Mm-hmm. Wet. <laughs> Some kind of alternate um, title. I, I wonder why they didn't call it that, Chris. <laughs> I, I can't imagine. Um, oh. <laughs> um, Soggy. Yeah. No, you, no okay. you can't. Damp. <laughs> Damp. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, the ballerina, uh, and it's got the uh, pretty impressive CG animation, and it's got half-built um, Eiffel Tower in it, which hmm. is interesting. Uh, the Boss Baby. Oh, uh, yeah. right. Uh, that it, movie. It's it's a movie happening can't stop it i can't i can't help but Um, feel like it's gonna have like it's just culturally not gonna play great because it's yeah 
It just looks like Trump, right? Words for it. It just kind of like just. It just looks like what if a baby was Trump? And it's like I can't think of anything less that an American public would want to see. Yeah, especially. Yeah, no. Than 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 a weird, cute take on an executive bully. Right. So, boss baby. Yeah. That looks terrible. I'll tell you what that film looks like. It looks like it's probably got a. Everyone dancing in the credits. Yeah, I I'll I'll bet you five bucks. I'm just like Alec Baldwin's voice talent is sorely wasted on that film. So I'm like, this is the same guy that voiced North, a Russian Santa Claus in Rise of the Guardians. That was awesome. And here he is voicing an asshole baby. That's basically Yeah. And the story is going to the story is bound to be like, oh, he's really not such an asshole, right? Probably. And that's really and not the story that you want to hear right now. Get along. Yeah. The, the plot is he has to save the world from puppy corps. It's, it's weird. It's like he's got to save. Like puppies are getting more love than babies or something. Is the story I got from the trailer? And don't chew on that toothless. Um and. <laughs> I'm sorry, he was gnawing on my headphone wire. Um, and oh. so, I'm like, wait, but puppies are cute, and babies are cute, and they get an equal amount of love. So, I don't... Yes, I, think I don't get it. That's a silly... That's really silly, guys. Really silly plot. The whole thing is silly, and it just looks like it's going to be a bunch of, like, potty jokes and baby humor. Lots of baby... Yeah, be lots of baby humor that has been done a million times before. It's something it's for the kids many, to go see. With this new premise. Yeah, it, it's it's been done before. It's rehashed. It's it, it, you know it reminds me of that movie Baby Geniuses. That's what it reminds me of. Oh god, I think that, that that live action one. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The Baby Geniuses and everything. So because like the parents are clueless, of course, that these babies are able to talk to each other. And everything, and they totally just accept that this baby wearing a suit is normal. <laughs> I don't know. Babies in suits are, are quite cute, but that's <laughs> for calendars and like, uh, maybe not for ninety minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What other films are on the lineup for two thousand seventeen? Uh, oh God! <laughs> anyone, anyone excited for Smurfs yes. no. Lost Village? Mm. Whoa! <laughs> yes. I'm kind yes. of in the middle of the road. Mm-mm. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Well, it's got it's really, got the yes. guy who voiced Fix It Felix Jr. in it. Anything like you hear you can hear him right off, yeah. and you're like, mm-hmm. and, and you're like, okay, I'm intrigued now. And also the fact that they're acknowledging oh, that there's oh, only yeah. one girl Smurf in the whole village. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh, that's central now. I love that we're exploring <laughs> this. <laughs> I just think it's but worth I mean, commending. <laughs> It's it's also worth commending <laughs> that they finally figured out that maybe the way to um, turn Smurfs into CG characters is not to in any way try and make them realistic. Yes! Yes! And the, the is... whole like revamp on the redesign thing is half the reason mm-hmm. why I'm intrigued to the movie, because it's like, well, if they kind of saw that, then they might also see, you know, like, that maybe a weird sort of you know, um, Hercules in New York style story mm-hmm. is not the way to go. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it looks fun. No fish out of water. No, 
I'm not going to go see it. I'm not going to go see it opening week or anything. I'll wait for like reviews to come out and like see what other people think and stuff. And then I'll decide, but it might be one that I purely wait to come for on Blu-ray or to catch when we get it at the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Blu-ray. Smash the blue. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, whoa. Oh, oh my gosh. That took me a minute. (laughs) Blu-ray because they're blue. (laughs) And they're smurfs. Yeah. But they're blue. I'm blue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Wow. And uh, then there's the other DreamWorks animation movie. The year is Captain Underpants. Oh, God. Uh, there's a picture, and it looks kind of like the animation style is a bit like Peanuts, kind of. It's so, like, it seems to match the yeah, Peanuts movie, that is. It seems to match mm. the style that they have for, like, the covers of the Captain Underpants books. But, I, again, I think that's going to be purely one mm. that appeals to the kids and everything. Because it's like, those are books that you grew up on in elementary school. Yeah. Were there too many Were there too many other movies on the list that we should go over? Coco. Uh, Cars Free. Uh, <laughs> I don't... Which I was interested in for about five minutes, and then I found yeah, out. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, oh really? Dang it. Yeah. I don't know what the actual plot is. I it's only just... know that it's like a Rocky Balboa. He's like Balboa reaching like of... re- retirement age and yeah. stuff, and like a newer, faster car is like on the scene and stuff. Like he's supposed to be like a millennial and everything, and I'm like, oh god. Oh Jesus <sighs> Christ! Yeah, it's and, gonna be yeah, a... that's literally the term they use to just. He's representative of the millennial generation. Black. Oh. There we go. Yeah, no, you got it. You got it. You got it. Okay. Right. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Um, it doesn't yeah. sound. So the thing. The thing about it was just too inspiring, I can't though. Abide by. Is. I sorry. I. How does a new car get born? Like. How do you suddenly? How do you? Because they have to. They okay. They have to address the fact that this is about like eugenics, basically, because you can't like evolve humans without selective breeding, and it's never explained how cars. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm getting at, right? Yeah, the mommy like, car the mechanics... and the daddy car when they love each other very much. <laughs> they bump trunks. Work. <laughs> oh god, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm done. They rear end each other. <laughs> awesome. Oh my god, what just happened? Car punch happened. But it is an intriguing question. Like, how are new cars born? Did, like, the mommy and daddy car just go to the auto shop and, like, build the car that they want to have? Do they have car stores? These are, are, like, the... Yeah, I can't. I can't even bloody do it. You know what that brings to mind is that movie? You remember that movie Robots and everything that had Robin Williams in it and stuff? Oh, right. And and the dad comes home with the box and everything. And, like, he and his wife build their kid. Oh, that's sweet. That that kind yeah. of at least they like kind of tell you how the world works. But cars, they just yeah. kind of accept. They ex- you accept they, they expect, it. Well, they expect that you 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 
you really make a massive leap. We logic. should demand they tell us. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, Pixar, don't make another one of these movies unless... <laughs> unless you explain how explain the cars are made. Us. Yeah. I, I always mean, come back... I always... Did you used to watch Thomas the Tank Engine? Oh my god. How were those made? Did you used to ask these questions no, then? No, because there was the fat controller. Yeah. There was, was the it... fat controller. So there were humans in this world. So I was able... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the humans to would make build them. Yeah. That leap... It was there. But in Cars, right, there's this scene... In the first movie, there's a scene where um, Lightning McQueen has, like, shown an old <laughs> newspaper, which is in a frame behind glass. Hung yeah, on a wall, yeah, yeah. Right? And you're meant to be, like, thinking about all the past. And I can't, because I'm just thinking, who the fucking hell made that frame in this world and put it on the wall? Because I, you never slaves. see... Slaves. They're human yeah. slaves. I think we're getting way too into the details, and you just you have to suspe- have a suspension of belief. Probably. When probably. it comes to the Cars world. Yeah, no one on the movie thought... Yeah. I think it's a fundamental I'm serious I think it's a real fundamental problem with the movies I don't think Dan's ever going to let this go nope we're going to be talking about this when we do our Cars 3 episode later on (laughs) we'll bring this back up in the Cars 3 episode down the line what, 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 one day we're going to be outside Pixar Studios again like at like 6 o'clock in the morning and be like there's a little picket sign yeah, and tell us the truth. We demand answers. <laughs> Where did the cars come from? Where did the people go? What's going on? It's a conspiracy, I say. <laughs> oh, oh my we'll, god! We'll save, we'll save that for the Cars Three episode if we, if and when we do have one. If and when yes. we do have, one. I'm sure we will. The, the other prequel is coming out. It's Spickle no. Free brother yeah that's yeah what's uh, the only yeah. thing i like about despicable me like, now is lucy she cracks me up the red-haired chick oh yeah, she's funny she is so funny yeah and i'm glad that she's back in it but, they... yeah that's about it the bizarre thing about this one is having trey parker doing yeah. all the voices yeah that's weird, weird. Uh, then pixar will be back with coco later in the year mm-hmm. I don't think that's well, fair to say. I, I think they it's, they... it's been, it's been in development yeah, a long, long, long time. And... But we've already got Book of Life, plus you already have that animated I short. think you can have more than one film set in I Mexico. I think you can too, but I think they take elements from... I don't know. We'll have to see. I, I'll have to see a trailer and stuff. I just, yeah, then we'll, I just we'll, feel let's, like... Let's reserve judgment till the trailer. It sounds know, like I a different enough like... movie. Ooh. It does obviously... It's, it's obviously going to have like some obvious like cultural overlap but i think well, it sounds yeah. like particularly where like the 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 realm of the dead is concerned yeah um but that's i it sounds like the setup sounds quite different to book of life to me mm, um let's see he has I, a guitar <laughs> the other main guy from book of life yeah, had a guitar I, but and I utilized mean, it I mean, Kubo and Miss Hoxai were... Okay, Kubo um, did not have a guitar, technically. It was a totally different instrument, wasn't it? it was it like a scimitar? No, or no, like no, no. What I'm, what I'm the, saying is... I, and what uh, I'm saying is, like, the characters in in Kubo and Two Strings uh, and in uh, Miss Hoxai, they wore kimonos. Uh, but that's okay, just, well. like, what's going to happen when you make a movie set in a similar culture. 
we'll see you're going to have these these elements which are repeated. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm just I'm not super intrigued yet on Coco. Let's just say that. <laughs> it's a wait and see on Coco. I'm not I'm not sold on it yet. <laughs> they I think they're going to have to do a lot of work um and it seems like they already have with the casting to mm-hmm. convince uh, just just to make the case for it uh, uh, alternatively to Book of Life which was made like um, it is is the director he's Mexican right he's yeah he is Harvey yeah. Gutierrez yes. yeah. yeah I met him last year he's cool <laughs> so they I think that that's the only like issue I can foresee happening is that well the um, director was Mexican and then you had a predominantly Latin exactly. voice cast and everything. I mean, I think the only one that really wasn't Latin was Channing Tatum <laughs> and everything. But you have Diego Luna, who people now know more of him because he was ca- uh, Cassian Rogue One. Um, and then you have um, Zoe Saldana as well. So, I mean, it's like mm-hmm. you had a more Latin cast and then I don't know have we seen anything about the cast list for Coco at all yeah they're they're, ca- they're casting they're okay. doing the same mm-hmm. alright they get a point mm-hmm. so yeah they, it, they've got a, an unknown oh. in the lead who can sing and, well singing is yeah. important <laughs> well it is important to the plot apparently so he's going to be performing his own song good job so there you go but then the the exciting film that probably won't actually it'll probably be playing in like New York and LA by the end of the year and most of us will see it next year possibly if we're lucky The Breadwinner yeah it's finally coming supposed to come out the end of 2017 Uh, so it'll be probably be Oscar for Oscar season next year yeah that would be a good goal Mm -hmm. and we'll probably I'll maybe see it next summer if I'm lucky (laughs) I don't know I mean the summer summer after next even Come, like it'll probably play at the London Film Festival because um, mm. Cartoon Saloon um, have done that for the last few years. They they premiered their movies there. Well, there you go. <sighs> then your name is opening in this corner of the world. Hopefully, it's going to play in at least the UK by the end of 2017. Mm-hmm. And. And then there's that film that isn't a Ghibli film from Studio Punnock. Which one? Oh, did we lose Mary it and caught... the F- Magical Flower? Is that right? Yeah, that's it. Oh, Mary and the Witch's Flower. flower. Yonabayashi Yonab- Yonab- uh, directing. He directed. Um... When Money was there yes. and Arietti. Mm-hmm. And it, look, yeah, it's the film that some people said, oh, it's a secret Ghibli film. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's uh, basic. It's, it's, it's it, certainly from the same it, stock. It, it, ah. it looks very Ghibli. Uh, it couldn't look much mm-hmm. less, more Ghibli, even. It, they're obviously aiming for it, but. I'll take mm-hmm. it. I'll absolutely uh, take it. Yonabayashi was probably the only promising director to come out of late period Ghibli. So, 
and and oh, also yeah. the producer yeah. um uh i've forgotten his name um he also produced uh princess kaguya so i think like the creative team certainly is intriguing then there's a couple of other uh films coming out by g kids my entire high school sinking into the sea which we talked about a bit is, is nerdland coming out with that's come out like on on right. itunes in the u.s already uh it had like it had one of those like fathom screenings one right. single night and then it went straight to digital i don't know if it's out on dvd and there's French feature called The Girl Without Hands from maybe next year, possibly. That's weird. Uh, <laughs> there's a uh, French film, and you it, said the title is bonkers, and it looks weird. Yeah. Not surprised. Yeah, and it it screened at Annecy last year. It got a jury distinction awards, and G Kids have picked it up. Not really much else to say at this point because I don't know when it's coming out exactly. Uh, Loving Vincent's allegedly coming out in 2017 in the UK. Uh, I know how Avon feels about What is that, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> Loving Vincent. <laughs> the um, the hand-painted film that Avon's oh, got an issue okay. with. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. reason. No, it's fine. It's just all the, I don't know, anything that sort of has a rotoscope type feel just kind of gets to me. But no, it's a great, it's a great, you know, whatever, cutting edge. There's a, there's a, uh, there's I just know a lot of what you're talking like about. VR, and there's one. Re- oh, there's a film recently that I okay, I have not seen it. And I have no business saying anything, but I looked at like a 360 view, and I'm like, that's not freaking animation. Like, what? What <laughs> is animation? It's just like stop. It's a new platform, and people are all getting a little. I don't know. I get grumpy on this subject, but whatever. That's what yeah. we're trying to show. VR stuff at Annie is really just to push quality content. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. stuff, like, at least acknowledge, like, what it is. You know what I mean? Like, anyway. Yeah. I'll stop, but... Um... <laughs> bring, bring, brings us to the main event of the year. The Emoji no. Movie. Everyone? No. Yeah? No. No. Oh. I'm sorry. No. Okay. Normally no. my policy is... Don't knock a film until you've seen it, but just from the premise alone, can I? Point, I'm sorry. Yeah, I. I would love nothing more than to, like, see it and love it and have it be some kind of impossibly smart social commentary, the like of which uh, we really need, um, particularly when it comes to like. Uh, mobile, like mobile phone culture, you know the fact that we don't notice how much we use our phones and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I hope mm-hmm. it's Point. something um, like that, and kind of in the similar way that people were talking about the Lego Movie. Mm. Uh, some well, that, six that, months. That would be really nice. Some six months before it came out, you know, like oh, it's obvious cash in, this and that. I mean, it doesn't look super promising, but. Uh, I can only hope because I don't like to think about the idea of it being quite as derivative and and um... do you remember like in the late 2000s there were these movies that were like they tried to be a catch all they they thought they were parody movies 
like epic yes, movie and exactly they, movie. epic movie. You know, they tried. To, they thought that something was funny, just mm-hmm. if you kind of referenced it, um, mm-hmm. and you didn't add anything else. Like just and uh, like there was one at one point where it's just like, what if Borat? Like, well, no, no, like because Borat's already funny and you don't really get to. And I really hope it's not that type of movie where it's just like someone says something um, and it tries to just be. Um, yeah, it, it, that, and that is full of like lots of. I'm, I'm really struggling to. Because I'm just <laughs> buckling under the the weight of imagining the bad version of this movie in my head. <laughs> which yeah. Is, there which is, is just there people... is no there is no bottom to the pit of what yeah. it could be. But you know, um mm-hmm. like I said, I, I would I'd really love it to be good. I would please prove us wrong, movie, please. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best thing they could do. But but, but Sir Sir Patrick Stewart, Sir Patrick Stewart is voicing the poo emoji. No, thank you. Going from <coughs> Richard the Third to a talking piece. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I did. I need some bleach for my brain just so I can erase that knowledge from my brain now. Thank you. Seriously, his Macbeth was good actually. I like his Macbeth. All right, I think we've right. we've run the whole gambit. We we've talked about film, all of the great films of last year, and mm-hmm. the, what what the um appropriate mixed bag that's coming uh, in 2017. Mm-hmm. So, Speed come what may. Plenty yeah. to look forward to, and also as we as we as we know, like there will be a few surprises that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. Right exactly. Now. It's probably a bunch of G-Kids movies they haven't even announced yet. So mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably a bunch of G-Kids movies that they haven't even bought yet, which yep. they don't even know about either. So, thank you everybody for joining us. It's been an awesome time. It's been a particularly good one with all of us here for the first time ever. <laughs> and hopefully, yeah! hopefully it won't be a year and a half. It won't be a year and a half till we do it again. Um... <laughs> So you can find all our stuff on animationforadults.com, find, follow us on Twitter, AFO blog, uh, find us on Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, Google+, and that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, Sorry. That, okay. All of those things. All those Don't things. Don't put, too, I hope you guys aren't putting too much time into that. What? Google+. Yeah. It's, it's automatic. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I do literally nothing. It just posts automatically. <laughs> Tumblr? Did I say Tumblr? I don't think I said Tumblr. Yes, you did. Oh, okay. <laughs> Smooth. Uh, I'm out of practice. It's late. That's okay. okay. We'll, uh, we'll work on that for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. So, we will catch you soon. If you want to follow what we're all doing individually, you can find me at Mr. Crystal on Twitter and on Facebook. Where can we find you, Dad? You can find me uh, on Twitter at Hanu. Rachel, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Filter Ninja. Uh, Jill? Find, find me on Twitter at Shield Maiden. And Vaughn? I'm on Twitter at iSnare underscore Inc. And as always, if you would like to submit a film to Animation Nights New York, please do. We're on Film Freeway. Or you can find more information about it on our website, animationnights.nyc. Awesome. There, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> we will catch you soon for another episode of the AFA podcast. 
Good night, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye. Take care. Bye. Bye. Whoa, that was an epic.